Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, we're on 930. We are online, PR927FM. Dot com and you can watch the show on facebook live and on youtube you can chime in there with your question comment concern or uh, whatever topic you want to discuss on this thursday hello to robert who says hello to us hello the one all safe 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 thank you shirley just keeping you on your toes here on a thursday i'm fired up I'm like Jesse Spano in that episode where she's practicing for some sort of talent show and also studying. She'll never get into Harvard. She's on the speed pills, the, the uh, uppers, yes, the, the uppers. She's so, I'm so excited. excited and I'm so scared. And she's scared because uh, my Arkansas Razorbacks, my Arkansas Razorbacks, taking on Gonzaga tonight. We made it through to Thursday and to Sweet 16 action. So fired up for that we'll dive into that in a moment we uh we got hoops baseball football we got everything to talk about here on a thursday coming up uh in about 30 minutes we'll talk to the big man on campus jeff nadu break down all the sweet 16 action you can hear the games right here tonight on pirate radio if you are out and about or if you just like listening to awesome games on the radio uh make sure you check it out i listened i drove uh seven and a half eight hours last thursday and last sunday to new jersey and back and the whole way there and the whole way back i had the march madness app and i listened to the westwood one radio calls and it was awesome and i enjoyed it uh so we will talk to nadu we'll get his thoughts on tonight's games and friday night's games coming up on this program at four o'clock we'll talk to former ecu wide receiver tyler sneed he has been training for pro day which is coming up tuesday and uh, pirate radio will have coverage out at ecu pro day 2022 so we'll talk about what he's been up to and uh talk a little pirate football as well as he's been out catching balls from holt nailers staying in shape staying ready and so uh, we'll get his take on this year's team and what it's like for him to not be going through spring practice right now uh, his first time not being a part of the ecu football program for several years uh coming up at around 4 30 we'll have our farm bureau ecu baseball recap because we got two midweek wins to talk about tuesday night against uncw last night against elon we'll talk about it with brandon manning he'll join us coming up at around 4 30 in the five o'clock hour we will talk to former ecu pitcher tyler smith expecting him to join us here in the pirate radio studios uh sometime towards uh 5 30 ish or so 
and uh, we'll get his take on this year's pirate baseball team and uh, talk about what he's up to these days. So uh, Smitty said to join us in the five o'clock hour, and also. We are going to be introduced to our new uh, head basketball coach, Michael Schwartz. He's doing some interviews today in about 30 minutes, and Ellerby and our crew will be on hand there talking to Coach Schwartz. So we'll have either that video audio for you before we get out of here today, or uh, we'll go out and uh, chat with Ellerby about what's going on. Michael Schwartz will be available today, 3.30 to 4 o'clock, and he's going to do some uh, one-on-one interviews uh, hopefully Ellerby doesn't steal my um, Beverly Hills question. Actually, you know what? If he wants to ask it one-on-one, go for it. But uh, they'll probably be talking basketball and things like that today with Michael Schwartz. So once again, football, hoops, baseball, and everything in between coming up on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here. How we doing over there in Studio B? What's up, Clipper? Hey, what tell up? me what's up. The sky clouds rain ugly day today did y'all were y'all awakened at 5 25 this morning that was it yeah oh man it woke me up that was big a thunder huge booms in the winterville greater winterville area it was i didn't hear us like thing. donkey kong in greenville surely you slept through it i pretty much slept through it i guess because i didn't hear anything probably having a dream about that uh weightlifter taking the face <laughs> off <laughs> that thing still creeps me out uh yeah i know Shirley, Clipper. I hate to 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 be a little rude here, but I'm gonna need you to back that thing up. Oh, put her in reverse. Don't back it up too far. I'm right behind you. Whoa, whoa, easy, easy. We're gonna we're gonna start constructing. Oh yeah. Our David Price Construction countdown to kickoff here on this Thursday. Spring ball going on as we speak. And NC State on the clock. It's your ECU football countdown to kickoff. Brought to you by David Price Construction. Run by ECU alumni. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Give them a call today. 919-292-292. 5532 or visit them online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction proud ecu home services partner well done how many days chandler until the pirates and the pack go at it in front of a sold out dowdy ficklin stadium crowd clip brock what everybody in pirate nation cannot wait for this game, September 3rd. I East refuse Carolina. to wait. East Carolina versus NC State. Well, too bad, buddy. I'm going to induce a coma, and I'm going to come out of it the day of kickoff. Well, that's going to be 163 days away. Wow. 163 days away from East Carolina kicking off the 2022 campaign versus the Wolfpack of NC State. Champagne on my campaign. And so, yeah, that has been your countdown to kickoff, brought to you by David Price Construction. Thank you for that, Chandler, and thank you to David Price Construction as uh, we'll have more football talk on the way. Holt Naylor's joins us coming up Mondays on Pirate Radio Live. We'll get a spring report from him coming up on Monday. Tyler Sneed joins us today. Justin Chase, former Pirate offensive lineman, also getting ready for Pro Day, will join us on Friday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Sweet. Yeah. Justin Chase, I like him. He's a former radio guy. 
He's, he's got family. Family in the radio business. Involved in radio. He is a great personality. What I really want to do is get him in studio so people can get to know him we, and his personality. We got to know him last year when you went out to the Town Bank Tower. Media for Day. Media Day. And he's had, awesome. Had a great interview with you. So can't wait for tomorrow's Pirate Radio Live with Justin Chase and the other former Pirates. All right. There is your David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. 167. 163. My clock's off a little bit. I forgot to change time last weekend. That's what happened to me. Speaking of time, Troy D will not be here today. Oh, man. So we're not going to know what the weather's going to be. Nope. or We're not going to know like what tomorrow's going to be, what day it's going to be. What time the sunset will be. We won't know how many more days until you know the official day of summer we won't know when april begins like we are going to be clueless all day uh throughout today's show all right um so chandler well i need to follow the script what's next on our script oh it is ecu baseball right because the pirates have won two in a row two in a row two in a row uh robert says weird ending at clark leclerc stadium last night gotta be honest i was watching uh some of the game as i prepared for sports trivia at aj's it was on the tvs above the bar but did not really see what happened at the end of the game last night no uh, i was listening to a friend of the show scott rogers on my way to uh aj's for sports trivia and apparently there was a controversial uh deal at home plate apparently a what did I hear? A, a interference of some sort. Um, How about you explain what happened to us, Robert? Yeah, please. Because I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but apparently the Elon coach came out, tried to argue, and they said, it's raining, we're ready to get out of here, Pirates win. <laughs> Paint it purple. Paint it purple. Because <laughs> it was pouring dun, 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 dun. Well, we've for like got, three innings. We got video of the post game, and it's raining pretty good as uh, the – content junkie and i go and p mace are out there talking as robert tries to explain the situation how about zach agnos on the mound yesterday swag nose oh. comes in throwing fastballs in fact let's start there uh shirley with zach agnos from last night after the game uh he was asked does he go into every game thinking that he'll have a chance to pitch one. Uh, i always when i go in when i play i usually like to think i'm gonna pitch just so it doesn't surprise me um, I kind of knew since we played yesterday that, you know, my name could have been called very well. Ryder threw, obviously, yesterday, so he wasn't going to be hot today. Um, but like I said, I always go into the games expecting the craziest thing to happen. And, um, you know, I honestly didn't think I – I mean, I don't know. I don't want Coach to see this, but I didn't think I was going to go back out there for the bottom or top of the ninth. And he's like, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. So, no, it was good. It was awesome. All right, Chandler, you, uh, you brought this up to me. I didn't see it or whatever, but you said pitcher Zach Agnos is a total demon. He's so, like a, a, just completely different to like a second baseman or a shortstop. So Zach infielder Agnos. Zach Agnos, laid back, he's got the smile. He's laid back. He still has that smile that is on his face every time we see him. Every time he comes into the studio, he's got the flow coming out. Like he looks cool. He just looks laid back and, yeah, and, chill. and I'm sure he's in the zone every single pitch, but. When he gets on the mound, especially yesterday, like his attitude, his body language, that his facial—I uh, mean, his facial expression uh, yesterday was just absolutely like scary because it's like a complete turnaround 
of the guy he is off the field or even at second or shortstop. Um, he was just totally in the zone. He was pounding the strike zone. Uh, and even like after some big strikeouts, which he had four of them in the uh, – and the uh, time that he was on the mound for the Pirates yesterday, uh, he would be strutting around the ba- uh, the mound, uh, kind of stomping his feet and kind of fist pump, and uh, definitely not the Zach Agnes we're used to. But I liked it, and I want some more of it. Uh, okay, I like it. Tim I love McGraw, it, and I want some more of it. I think that's Tim McGraw. I think that is too. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before I sing more Tim McGraw, cut to Shirley. He talks about his different demeanor when he's out there on the mound. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of take after Jake a little bit. Um, uh, those of you familiar, kind of get angry on the mound. Um, it's a lot different than hitting because you're so much more involved 24-7. But, yeah, I mean, bulldog mentality 24-7. I'm going to throw my best stuff at you. you got to hit it. So, mm. <clears throat> Josh says not only was Swagnos lights out on the mound, he hit a leadoff single, uh, had a hit. Yeah. After striking out the side. Struck out the side, gets up, leads the inning off at the plate. Very first pitch he sees, he turns on it, gets a base hit. Uh, Patrick Mason asked, uh, is it fun to go out there and just throw fastballs? And like Zach said, now here it is, try to hit it. Cut three, Shirley. Yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, I don't want to sell myself, but I usually throw a lot of change-ups. And, you know, I thought I was just coming in throwing change-ups. And I just kept seeing fastballs. Fastballs, like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I'm, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't done this since high school when I pitched. And, uh, yeah, it's just awesome because you're just like, I mean, I'm up there. I'm like, you hit it. I'm throwing it. You hit it. So There you go. Zach Agnos. That was uh, great to hear from him after the win last night. Great to see Josh Moylan get off the schneid. Oh, yeah. And have some uh, some solid contact, including one that left the yard yesterday. And uh, he talked about his big night at the plate. Cut one. Oh, it's good. I mean, I've, I've been swinging it well yesterday and today, so I feel like uh see him fall, you know, obviously one getting out. But I thought it was a great day you know, just to see him you know, kind of back to how I was, and so I feel like it's a good thing moving forward. I go ask him, has it been tough on him mentally to, to try to fight through these struggles he's had uh, to begin the 2022 season? Oh, uh, yeah, not really that bad. I mean, it's just kind of coming here every day and focusing on the things I need to do, whether it's warm-ups, you know, coming out to the field and getting my stretching in, just taking one thing at a time. So I'm not really getting too caught up in, you know, results, really. It's just worrying about my processes and things moving forward. Two in a row for the Pirates. They'll now play four more in a row here at home with VCU this weekend and then NC State coming up next midweek. And talked about how important this uh, homestand is for the Pirates. Oh, huge. I mean, if we can if we can come out of the home uh, the home series with a couple wins, I mean, I think it would be great for us. And uh, obviously, you know, our fans are going to be back into it now that we had back-to-back. They're uh, back with the confidence in us. So I think it's going to be huge moving forward. That is Josh Moylan. Uh, Robert says that interview sounded electric. And, well, Robert, not only do we have great fans and great facilities, we also have the loudest lights in America. That is true. Sounds like a... um, Do we not agree? My grandmother used to have one of those bug zappers outside. You remember those things? Are they still a thing? They are still a thing. We're still. I, a, see them, I see them all the time. Electrocuting bugs. That was such a fascinating thing as a child. They also have one that looks like a tennis racket that electrocutes them. Oh, that's fun. Like you take it, you just swat at it. I got to tell you, I'm in. I'm into bug torture. <laughs> Although it might kill them instantly. Maybe it's very humane. I don't know. Uh, let's hear from the head ball coach Cliff Gowan. Talked about his team's victory over the Elon Phoenix. Um, anytime we can win a game, I'm not going to uh, complain a whole lot. Did we play our best baseball today? No, we didn't. 
you know, do some things. I thought we swung the bats well. I thought we played good defense. Um, you know, just really happy for Agnos getting us out of a jam and um, then Spivey coming out on fumes. He just ran to the bullpen and said, hey, I'm going to get hot. So, um, you know, when you got guys competing like that, that's pretty special. All right, there is Cliff Godwin after the win last night. ECU and VCU going at it. Old CAA battle coming up on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Here's something for you on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Harold Varner III taking on Brooks Kepka today in match play. Brooksy. And uh, not going well. Harold Varner just bogeyed the par five on six he is now two shots down on kepka through six so we'll keep an update hey get one back here and one back a few holes from now you'll be right back in it but tough start of the day for harold varner the third we'll keep you updated on that so we'll uh we'll talk more pirate baseball coming up with brandon manning later on in the show and planning to hook up with tyler smith in hour three of today's show we are also saying hello hello to a new basketball coach michael schwartz uh going to be doing some one-on-one interviews coming up at around 3 30 ish and our jonathan ellerby big dog and others will be there covering that so we will have that interview for you certainly uh by the time this show's over online on social media and hopefully we can uh, pass along that audio to you before we get out of here today but we've seen schwartz on a zoom chandler I understand. In a hotel room getting ready for NCAA tournament. I understand that he talked to uh, some pirate clubbers yesterday. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, had some discussions. Uh, from... Said there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> he said, hey. Hey. Y'all better watch out. You better watch out in the, this town. There's the, a new sheriff in town. The Schwartz is here. The Schwartz is here. And I'm bringing in, I got a big recruit. Never oh. underestimate the power of the Schwartz. I'm bringing in Haas Cartwright. I'm bringing in Haas. <laughs> to join the team. Uh, coach, who, who's this guy you're going to bring in? <laughs> Haas. Haas. Cartwright. Haas Cartwright. <laughs> Cartwright. Um, Haas Cartwright. He is recruiting his own players at this time and uh, is also going to, from what I was told, he gave the, the speech that he's going to attack North Carolina recruiting and try to keep these good players in our state here uh in eastern north carolina so saying all the right things right now and looking forward to hearing what he has to say to ellerby and crew coming up later on this hour we'll have that for you uh we have got hoops coming up tonight Man. I was looking for it. I was like, where the Thanks heck is it? Thanks for joining, though. The Sweet 16. Thanks for joining me on that. That was fun. I know we run some old Mr. Big Voice stuff. You know what? I want to say listening at least, uh, during the first and second round, I believe I heard Mr. Big Voice. You think he's still doing his thing, Shirley? Or is that like I, old I don't, cut? It, I don't know. We had him on the show. Can you find... Um, the one we did with uh, Troy D and Ellerby, where he wants he orders a pizza. See if we have Mister Big Voice somewhere. Save Shirley. Oh, I remember it, but I don't know. Hold on, let me see if I can find it because I was just looking for it not too long ago. Hopefully, it's saved as Mister Big Voice. In fact, we've got him saying a lot of stuff. 
some like on the air promos, but some that he did when he was on Live at Five with Troy D and Ellerby. Yeah, that's the what I'm looking for. So whatever you can find from Mr. Big Voice, let oh, me know. Here we go. Here we All go. Right, Hang we'll on, see what Let's we see got. Mr. Keep it up, the scow. Oh yeah, Mr. Big Voice orders Dominoes. Hold on. Mr. Big Voice was on Pirate Radio on Live at Five with Troy D and Ellerby. And we asked him what it would sound like if he ordered a pizza. I'd like two large pizzas with pepperoni. And you better not forget the cinnamon sticks, damn it. <laughs> we got Mr. Big Voice to cuss on Pirate Radio. Uh, it says the cons Mr. Of Big having an awesome voice, people telling you to say stuff. I know, he probably hates that crap. Don't miss a single minute of the action. That was a little NFL. What else you got? Anything? Uh, let's see. Hold on. 12 teams, one goal. The 2006 NFL playoffs exclusively in Westwood One. That was 16 years ago? Yep, hold on. I Isn't that the start of that again? Not really. Uh, <laughs> oh, hold on. Not I'm really. Trying. Not really. <laughs> well, uh, I checked my emails. Okay, what what was it you wanted to be? I just wanted to hear the beginning of that 2006 NFL one that you played where he said 12 teams. If it's this. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, it's this one. 12. 12 teams. One I just thought. The 2006 NFL playoffs. Exclusive. I'd like two large pieces for pepperoni. <laughs> and you better not forget the center sticks, damn it. If you heard that, <laughs> I would be terrified to bring that man his pizza. Well, you know, it's funny. We I, I have to go back and search for it. But I remember we asked him about like what he would say like if his kid got caught sneaking back into the house hey. after breaking curfew what are you doing what are you doing kid i forget i, I forget how You're he answered grounded. that yeah and i thought that was not really uh, <laughs> i know a lot of guys do that uh after at the end of a day uh, well, if I'm doing the, the real like I just did. Yeah. Well, it just sounds it sounds right. Even if he's talking normal and he's having a conversation, it still should have this playing underneath it. So he does Westwood One, like the NFL, the uh, March Madness. He also, I think he said he did like some monster truck stuff. Yeah, I just don't remember because yeah. there's a that you know, like I said, we only have just a couple of cuts. And so, what years does it say that's from? Um, let's see. Like the uh, Domino. Oh, nine. Yeah. So, man, that was a long time ago. April 20th, 2009 was when we did that interview. 2009. I'd like two large pizzas with pepperoni. You better not forget the center sticks, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Big Voice. There better be 12 center sticks. What a legend. All right, Chan Man. Yo. Me... You, Coach Mack, Bryce Williams, some of the best college basketball minds that I know. Yeah, I mean, you just named them right there. They, uh, we have Arkansas knocking off Gonzaga tonight. Tough as nails, Clip Brock, tough as nails. I love Arkansas. There is one problem. One of the things you want in a basketball team playing a basketball game is for them to make baskets. Mm. That's a good point. Shot goes in the rim, comes down through the bottom of the net. In fact, it doesn't even have to do that. If somebody tips it out through the rim, that's goaltending, that counts. I'll take that. Arkansas struggles in that department. But what they are good at is keeping teams from 
putting a ball in the basket. Gonzaga scores, I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to say 80 points a game, 85, whatever. So I'm a little nervous, Chandler, but that nine and a half is a big number. I want them to win outright. But I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, I guess it's, and this is a scary thing to say and a dumb thing to say maybe in sports, but they're due. Arkansas is due for a good offensive game. That's stupid. That, uh, that what do you think? What do you think about being due, Molly? Is, is that stupid. a thing? I, well, you hear it all the time in baseball. It, it's just it, look, no, yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Okay, they're due. I mean, what they turn it in homework or something? Oh, it, it's, get out of here! All right, thanks for joining us, Molly. Chandler, back to you. What's up, um, man? How you doing? You think Arkansas is due tonight to put? They're some due, point? man. Yeah, I agree. They're due. I think so. Uh, so that's a nine point nine and a half point spread, Gonzaga. That's at seven oh nine er on CBS. Uh, TBS seven twenty nine. Got a future on Villanova. They are taking on Michigan tonight. Nova a five point favorite in that one. What do you think about that matchup, Chandler? Uh, I think Nova rolls. I think I think Villanova takes care of business tonight. Five points. I was like easy money. Wow. Okay. Nine thirty nine will probably be later. CBS Texas Tech versus Duke. Mike, Mike Shashevsky will be coaching in his final game. In no, please. In his next four games, could it be tonight against the Red Raiders? My bracket says it will be tonight. It no. will be his no. final game. Please, no, please, be quiet. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> really what do you think about that one no yeah i like texas tech i, I really like their coach too i i, yeah. I don't i really don't know their coach because it, it was chris beard it's and now, mark adams uh and then i think it is mark adams now so the the video i saw on twitter of him saying i don't want to tell you goodbye yeah i'm gonna see i don't want to tell you goodbye that fired me up give me the red raiders he like slapped his player's leg yeah i don't want to tell you i don't want to tell you goodbye We'll see if I can find it and have uh, Shirley play that for us on the air. Which one? Uh, it's Mark Adams. Okay, Mark Adams. So that's what I'm looking for. And uh, it's a video of him in the locker room talking to his team. It's a very short video. Very short. Um, Where would I find it? On Twitter or I don't want to be done. Well, here's one. Search No Context College Basketball. Uh, they posted it last night at 11.50, so if you can find it off that, we can play it. Uh, final game tonight. What a matchup. This, this is going to be awesome. How good is Arizona? I don't know because I hadn't watched them play a lot. I watched them play against UCLA in the Pac-12 championship, and they looked like an NBA team when it came to scoring and the offense they run, getting up and down the court. They are favorites against Houston. You want to talk about tough, Chandler? Houston is tough. The Cougars. And Clip, look, yes, they are. They're tough. And Kelvin Sampson is a hero <laughs> in the state of North Carolina. Sai Seymour said that earlier this week. I got Arizona, and I'm sticking with Arizona, but I'm not confident about Arizona. What do you think about this game tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm taking Arizona, too. Um, but Houston, really, they're playing really good basketball. They were in the Final Four last year. They're trying to get back again this year. They'll have a lot of fight in them. But I think the Wildcats get it done tonight. So this game in San Antonio, Texas, uh, as is Michigan-Villanova, Arkansas-Gonzaga, and Texas Tech-Duke all the way out in San Francisco, California. I got it. All right, so this is a very short video. Mark Adams talking to his team, and he wants to win, 
because he does not want to say goodbye to his players. He also slaps a player on the leg. It's kind of funny. All right, let's hear it, Charlie. So he says, we got to play better in the second half because I don't want to go home. I don't want to say goodbye to you. Hold on. All right, let's hear it. Better second half. I mean, because I don't want to go home and I don't want to say goodbye to you. <laughs> <laughs> How special do you think that one player was when he slapped him on the leg, looked him in the eye with the 12 people on the team. He looks into his face and says, I don't want to tell you goodbye. Yeah. Because what about if, everybody else on the team? If you lose this game, uh, we're never speaking again. I don't want to tell you goodbye. <laughs> this is not see you later. This is goodbye. Hey, at 5.58, I'm going to say, can we go another 15 minutes? Because I don't want to go home. I don't well, want to tell you goodbye. Mark Adams is an interesting guy. He looks old. He is an old-looking fellow. And he is old, but he has maybe young hair. He's got a lot of hair for a guy his age. He definitely has some old man- mannerisms. Too. He's got some like the slapping of a leg and saying, "I don't want to tell you." I goodbye. don't want to tell you goodbye. He's kind of got me and Ellerby hair. Kind of, there's a lot of it. It's what a flow then. Yeah, I mean, great head of hair on that Mark Adams. I like him. I'm a fan. So those are the matchups tonight. We'll break them down even further when we return and talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He'll join us on the Pirate Radio Live line still to come on today's show. We'll uh, we'll get the recap of Ellerby's one-on-one with Michael Schwartz, the new head basketball coach at East Carolina. We'll have our ECU baseball recap brought to you by Brandon Manning, Farm Bureau, as we'll talk about the Pirates winning a couple in a row. Brandon will join us later on in the show. Also, Smitty, Tyler Smith, is going to join us in Hour 3, former ECU pitcher. And another Tyler. It's Tyler Day. Tyler Sneed joins us at 4 o'clock, talking Pirate football and Pro Day coming up on Tuesday. Take a timeout. Come back. If you are excited about the basketball the next two nights, make sure you are back with us after this break because the big man on campus is going to break the games down right after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, basketball on the way tonight right here on Pirate Radio. In fact, we'll uh, pick up pregame coverage at 6 o'clock right after we're done here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's talk about all the action tonight and tomorrow night in the Sweet 16 with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Big man, how you doing today? 
Pretty good. How are you, Cliff? Doing good. Doing good. And uh, looking forward to tonight. So, you, uh, you've been on Arkansas for a while. I jumped on kind of later on the uh, the must bus, so to speak. And, boy, they have not looked great offensively in their first two tournament games, but they bring their defense every night. They bring their toughness uh, every night, and that's helped them get through the first two games of this tournament. Different animal coming up tonight with Gonzaga, who can score at times at will. I... I I, I feel okay about it, plus nine and a half, Jeff, for Arkansas, because I do think they'll play better offensively tonight. I guess I'll just say they're due. But I do feel like they could give Gonzaga some trouble uh, on the defensive end and can keep it within that number. Uh, like I said, you've been you've liked the Razorbacks for a while now. Do you like them one more time tonight against Gonzaga? Uh, I can't say I do, Cliff, ah. against them here. I, I, you know, I look, I like them. I hope they win. I, w- I would love to see it, but I just don't see it. I think Gonzaga's a, a buzzsaw. I have some real concerns for Arkansas here. I mean, I feel like the length of Gonzaga, just the overall fact that they're a better team, they're really the best team Arkansas seen all season. And, you know, I have to wonder, I mean, you look at uh, Note recently, he hasn't played particularly well. It seems like teams have been able to key in on him. And if you can do that, they're going to have a lot of issues. And that was pretty evident in that game against A&M in the uh, SEC tournament. They kind of keyed in on him. LSU did a nice job against him this year. Uh, I feel like with a week to prepare, I, I think Gonzaga does the same thing. You also have to ask yourself, I mean, this is not a very deep uh, Arkansas team. What happens yeah. if Williams gets in foul trouble? I, I, I'm real concerned about Timmy and Holmgren. Yeah, we saw it last game, too, when Note went out with foul trouble at the guard position, too, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, you look at the first two games, New Mexico State and Vermont, not exactly – uh, murderers row for Arkansas. You're, you're, you're heading into a really good team here. And look, Gonzaga, for what it's worth, we know they're the best offense in the country, but this is one of the better defense in the country mm. as well. So I would just kind of turn this into a jump shooting game, and I feel like Arkansas is going to struggle. And when Gonzaga wins, Cliff, it's generally by double digits. You look at their average scoring margin, um, one of the best in the country, actually the best in the country. They win games on average by 22 points a game. And how many times, <laughs> Jeff, have those been like four to nine point games and then you look up and they're up by 22 like they go on those runs exactly and you look at point distribution arkansas sixth in america in free throw distribution as far as their points are concerned look if you can't manufacture offense get in transition you're not going to beat gonzagan you're going to beat you so yeah i I like uh, i like zaga here all right the other game in the early window i've got i got three futures out there i got arkansas to make the final four I got Kansas to win it all. And before the tournament started, uh, I, I took Villanova uh, to win it all as well. Nova in action tonight. Five-point favorite. Seems like they're always around that five-point area because if they're up at the end of the game, one thing they're going to do is make free throws. Uh, I believe the best free throw shooting team in this tournament. And, uh, Jeff, they're five-point favorites tonight against Michigan. And uh, the Wolverines, some say shouldn't have been in at all. Now they've won a couple of games, and here they are with a chance to go to the Elite Eight. What about this matchup tonight between Michigan and Nova? I kind of like the over a little bit here. Uh, I've been playing Michigan overs. Um, They're just being kind of put out there like they're the same defensive team as old, and they're not. Um, They're not a good all-defensive team. And, you know, the problem that John Howard has is Dickinson is a good offensive player, and you need him, but he is not a good defensive player. I think think Villanova gets into the 70s here. Seems like any team with a pulse offensively is able to score against them. Um, you know, they flew over the number in the first game. Second game against Ohio State should have went over. 
Um, I just feel like both offenses are efficient in this game. And you look at Villanova, anytime they play a team, as I said, with a pulse on offense, you know, UCLA, Purdue, Baylor, Creighton, Marquette, uh, Providence, Connecticut. I mean, all those teams were able to score. I feel like this is first to, to 70 wins. I thought 134 and a half seemed a bit low. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us at Jeff Nadeau on Twitter. Jeff, the two late-night games tonight, great matchups, and, and this is a kind of a very generic preview of Texas Tech Duke, and I'll let you break it down, uh, the expert that you are, but looks like offense versus defense. I don't want to sell Texas Tech short and say they can't score, but they will lock you down defensively. Duke, they will score and have trouble uh, keeping teams from putting up points. So who wins tonight, offense versus defense? I'm seeing this as a pick em right now. Yeah, I think that's the growing sentiment that, that this is offense against defense. And I, I don't know. I mean, I look at Duke. I just think they're the more complete team. I mean, let's keep in mind, I mean, it's not like Duke sucks defensively. I mean, this team's pretty good defensively. They don't foul you. Um, they're not going to put you on the line. And I have some real question marks about Texas Tech's offense. They have the best player on the court in Bancaro. Um, you know, whether you agree with it or not, they're going to have a whistle advantage here. I think it's clear. You look at the amount of people that watch Duke's game on Sunday, Club 12 million people watch that game. I mean, there's growing power and staying power in Duke in this tournament, especially with being Coach K swan song. I think they're the better team. I think the problem that, that Texas Tech has will be twofold. They don't really have a point guard, and they don't really shoot the ball real well. And um, I, I just I don't really know why this is a pick I'd put this more at like one and a half, two in favor of Duke. I think they're the better team. A lot of squares betting Texas Tech from what I'm seeing here. I think Duke's a better team. Fascinating matchup with Arizona and Houston. Arizona yeah, looks so fun on offense when they get rolling. And Houston, Kelvin Sampson, you know you're going to get the toughness, the rebounding, the, the grittiness, and all that with the uh, the Cougars. So it's a fun matchup, Jeff. And Arizona, a slight favorite, total of 146.5. Uh, does anyone have the edge, uh, in your opinion, in this game? Yeah, I played Houston plus two on Monday. Uh, I felt like it was the play I had to make. Um, I just don't really love Arizona. I've kind of talked about this for, for weeks on end. Uh, I just feel like they're a year away. Um, I, I don't like their point guard at all. I think he's a major liability in this game, Kirk Creesa. I think he really has trouble against guys like Sheed and, and Edwards and, and Taz Moore and, and those guys. This is a good basketball team in Houston. They're well coached. They've got plenty of time to prepare. And you know, it seems like Houston is just a better version of, of TCU, which Arizona hmm. had all sorts of problems with. Yeah. This Houston team just knows how to rebound the basketball on both ends. They're great on the offensive glass. Uh, they're great on the defensive glass. If you don't put bodies on these kids, they are going to beat you up. And the truth of the matter is, I just think Houston's a better team. Uh, Arizona just doesn't pass the eye test to me. I know a lot of people will disagree, but when we look at this roster, Crease, as I said, is a liability. I don't love Tubeless. I don't love Bello. You know, Coloco and Mathurin are good players, but I feel like they have the length Houston on the perimeter to deal with it. Remember as well, Clip, this is an Arizona team, one of the youngest teams in the country. Houston, on the other end, one of the oldest teams in the country. Huge uh, consistency and, and, and just overall experience advantage here. Plus, I think they might have the best coach in the country. I felt like at the end of the season, Houston started to just be disinterested, but for the most part, whenever Arizona stepped up this year and played a team better than them, they struggled. Huh. And uh, I think they're going to struggle here. I think they lose this game. Houston wins. 
Good insight from Jeff Nadu. Jeff, let's go to Friday real quick. And I remember before the season started asking you about teams, and, and you brought up Texas and you brought up Purdue, uh, right? You know, before the season had even started. And here they are, Sweet 16, huge favorites against the Cinderella St. Peter's. Does the Peacock story uh, come to an end on Friday night? And I guess the big question is, Jeff, if so, is it in blowout fashion? Because 12.5 is a pretty big number here. Yeah, I, I think this is a, a pretty good number, quite honestly. I mean, St. Peter's is 22-9 and nine against the spread this year. That's second best in America. So hmm. They cover numbers, and they do little things, right? They stay in games by hitting three-point shots, you know, um, gun to the foul line, and playing good defense. And they've been able to check the boxes. They haven't lost since February 20th because their ability to, to do those things. This is a tough matchup, though. Uh, Kentucky doesn't really have bigs that I'm not worried about outside of Shebway. Um, and Murray State doesn't have any that I'm worried about. Purdue has two. Uh, they could eat tomorrow night. I kind of like the over in this game. I think if you like St. Peter's, why not just take the over? Uh, Purdue's going to score. And for St. Peter's to cover, they're going to have to get to 65 or 70. Uh, I feel like this total's too low. I would be on it. Uh, Purdue is really good. I thought when it all was said and done, I think they would get to the Final Four, and I, I kind of backed that up here. I would probably put them as a favorite against Carolina or UCLA. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm hoping – I'm deciding on which – I don't think I'm going to go tomorrow night, but I think I'm going to go Sunday. I'd like to see Purdue-UCLA. I think that would be an elite game. So, uh, yeah, I think Purdue wins. When I take them a cover, it's tough, Cliff, because – Purdue has been a team that out of conference blew teams out. Uh, but when they kind of got the teams on their level, they kind of won by 8 to 10. Uh, it's a tough game. I lean over. All right. And a bit of a spoiler there, I believe, Jeff. You want to see uh, UCLA and Purdue. So does that mean you're taking the Bruins over the Tar Heels on Friday? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I, it really is going to depend. I, I've, I've heard some uh, stuff coming out of UCLA that Haquez is hurt. Yeah. He is. I think we need to make sure he's healthy. If he's not, I have some concerns. I mean, you know, Carolina's really big. Obviously, they're really good. And yeah, they're playing some great basketball right now. I thought they were terrific against uh, UNC, or against Baylor. Almost blew it, but Caleb Love's playing at a high level. Um, I- I'm really not looking to venture an opinion until I know more about Hawkes' status. He's probably the most important player on that team outside of uh, Mr. Juzang. Uh, we've talked uh, a bit about Providence this year, Jeff, how lucky they are. Well, they had a wire-to-wire win over uh, the pesky uh, San Diego State Jackrabbits team and then won by 28, uh, just overmatched uh, there were the Richmond Spiders. So they come into this game against Kansas feeling really good about themselves. Kansas a seven-point favorite. Uh, how about Ed Cooley's Friars? Do they have one more uh, you know lucky game in them here, Jeff, or do you like the Jayhawks? Yeah, I was surprised to see this number in the sevens. I I, I thought that was a little too high. I, I mean, look, did it start I, lower, Jeff, or has it? What did it start here? I hadn't. I don't much been around there. I, okay. Look, I think I think Providence is is a lucky team, surely. But um, you know, to give them this many points, I have to almost wonder. You know, are they trying to tell us something here? It's hard to bet against Providence at any level, as you said. Took care of South Dakota State quite easily. Were terrific against Richmond. Um, Kansas's, you know, kind of issue all season has been defensively. I don't love them defensively. Um, I haven't really been that impressed with what they've done. I mean, they, they barely beat Creighton. Creighton, who didn't have Kalkbrenner or Nemhard, uh, really struggled in that game. Um, I, I'm definitely going to be leaning towards the Providence of Friars here. The problem that I have here is, though, 
I think the whole world's going to agree with me here. Yeah. Blown away, this number is what it is. It kind of screams to me one of those games where you kind of you end up saying, well, I'm going to take the seven and a half, and then Kansas wins 81-71. You know, look, here's the issue for Providence, ultimately. You look at the two games they struggled this year again. Look at who the teams were. Villanova. Okay, that was the toughest opponent they played. They lost both games. Now, both were close, but I would put Kansas – you know, a bit above Villanova, I guess the number makes a little bit more sense. I like and lean Providence, but I think ultimately I'd probably just bet Kansas because the line doesn't make any sense to me. All right, and finally, Jeff, we're uh, we're Miami fans around here. Chandler had that big ticket for Miami to win the ACC tournament. Was able to hedge it a bit in their game against Duke and, and get a little bit in return. So good, good play by Chandler there, and he's been riding them here in the NCAA tournament. They are favorites against Iowa State. Uh, I didn't get this from you last week, Jeff. I got it from everybody else. I, I listened to. All I heard about was how bad Iowa State was and how they were going to lose first round and were going to be a non-factor. And yet here they are uh, in the Sweet 16 after knocking off Wisconsin. So Miami minus two and a half, I'll admit, I already got it. It almost seems, I don't know, too easy to me, but uh, hopefully you like the Canes too. What do you think about this game? Yeah, you know, I think this – it wouldn't surprise me if this is a swan song for Larinaga. I mean, what a coach he's been. I think this would be a great way to go out on top. I think they win this game. I really mm-hmm. do. I mean, you lucked out here. If you're, I mean, you, you got to admit, if you have a future on Miami, you got to be pretty happy with the draw they've gotten. I mean, Iowa State, you know, it's been impressive, but I mean, this is a damn good draw for Miami. Uh, yeah, I, I think they get the job done here. Um, they just seem kind of destined to get to the Final Four. I, I don't know why. It just been an incredible season they don't turn a ball over they're good offensively they're not they don't lie you much defensively but i've been really impressed with this group on that end that's what i've been most impressed by i mean you shut down usc and, and auburn that's not easy to do yeah uh and they did it they didn't even go up 70 points in either game charlie moore's been fantastic Wong's been a complete, um, just a high-five pogo stick kind of guy. Yeah, and it's a, a cliche, Jeff, but you want good guard play to make a tournament run, and, and the Hurricanes certainly have that with those guys you're talking about. Exactly. And you got kids that really have never had any success. I mean, Moore's been at like four different programs. You know, McGusty didn't have any success at Oklahoma and, and decided to come to Miami. Uh, Larry Duggan's a great coach, man. I mean, this guy, uh, he's been to a Final Four Went there with George Mason. has been to many NCAA tournaments. Um, you know, I, I think this could be a good spot to kind of say goodbye here. I mean, he's 72 years old. Uh, it's been a hell of a season for them. I think they move on and, and get to another uh, another uh, Final Four. I wow. think they win this game, and I think they win the next game. They've been impressive. Jeff, uh, final question for you. What do you know about Michael Schwartz, uh, the new ECU head basketball coach coming from Tennessee? and? Uh, well, what do you think about the hire uh, that John Gilbert made here? I will admit, I was, um, and maybe look, I don't, I don't live uh, like you do right there, just knowing everything. I was surprised that they cut loose Joe Dooley. Maybe I'm wrong to say that. Sounds like it was more of a. It's not like Joe Dooley set the world on fire winning games, but for our standards, uh, it looked like they were going certainly in the right direction. But the talk is, Jeff, just he and the administration did not see eye to eye. There was a disconnect there, almost no communication. And it almost sounded like if Joe Dooley and the AD got along, he'd probably still be back kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I think looking at at him, uh, Schwartz, I mean, he's, 
kind of a defensive mastermind. He came. He comes from the Rick Barnes school. I mean, yeah. he's a defensive coach. You know, and some of the pieces this team has, he's kind of, I mean, Suggs a great defender. They have a pretty young team for the most part. The, the hard thing about Saint or uh, East Carolina is is keeping talent around. I mean, yeah. you're recruiting at a higher level. Um, you're not going to get those great recruits, but you're going to get decent and solid recruits. I mean, you look at recently. I mean, Jaden Gardner ends up leaving. You know, um, you know our best player this year, Tristan Newton, a Texas native, and we're kind of we're worried about him seeing that name in the portal. And that's the thing. I mean, these bigger schools are going to reach down and say, "Okay, you're from El Paso." Um, why don't you come home and, and, and come play at, 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 at Texas or, or Houston or something? I mean, this is a guy that, that – and this is the problem we have at Temple as well. I mean, they're looking at a guy like Damian Dunn and saying, you know, come play for us. Um, so this is the issue with mid-major basketball. But, um, you know, I think it's a good hire. There, there's a, there's, there's a, a background and a base there. We'll just see uh, what he's able to do. Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, enjoyed it as always. Let's reconvene one more time next week and talk Final Four before you you go on a bit of a uh, hiatus. But, man, really enjoyed the chat today, and uh, hopefully we can do it again next week. You got it, Clip. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, it's just been a lot of basketball. Let's <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to kind of just, you know, look towards football and be ready. But, yeah, I'll be here. Thanks. Thank you, big man. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us today. Looking forward to the action tonight, which you can hear right here on Pirate Radio. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up our one. We got a... This is not a big move in the NFL, but it affects uh, multiple teams. Kansas City got a new wide receiver. We'll tell you who that is and how... A quarterback for another team might be upset all over again. More on that as we wrap up our one when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, wrapping up our number one, Tyler Sneed, set to join us in just a moment as uh, he is getting ready for Pro Day coming up out at the ECU practice fields on Tuesday. So we'll hear what tyler sneed's been up to coming up in a little bit uh nfl move that i talked about going into the break aaron Rodgers <clears throat> loses another receiver and the chiefs try to fill the shoes of tyree kill who just went to the dolphins yesterday the packers former packers receiver marquez valdez scantling former wolfpack and bull uh, will join the Chiefs, and he is a speed guy. Nobody compares to the speed of Tyree Kill, but they do get a down-the-field option uh, in Valdez-Scantling. So 
I wonder. I want to see the Packers depth chart at wide receiver. Uh, Chiefs also got um, TikTok superstar Juju, Juju Smith. Smith Schuster. Yeah, got him too. All right. Well, ourlads.com. So like our the, lads. The NFL doesn't really have like the Packers won't just put out a real depth chart for you. So I, I like this website because it uh, it updates teams and rosters. This was updated on the twenty second of march which was two days ago this is march so marquez valdez scaling still on the roster but so their receivers look like this in green bay jawan winfrey mm. i don't know who that is do they still have cobb randall cobb who is old old as dirt he was on kentucky when ecu played them in the liberty bowl but he I, is old i don't think he played in that game if i'm not mistaken they have alan lazard they have malik taylor amari rogers rico gafford and chris blair i mean <laughs> who <laughs> who rogers has nothing uh, right now at the receiver position, something they're going to have to go out he and is get punching air right now in the draft or uh, or some way or another because it's just going to be him and his buddy Randall Cobb, who he so desperately wanted last year. That was part of the like I want to. I'll be back if you bring in Randall Cobb. I'll say this: if they <laughs> okay, if they don't add any receivers, I'm going to draft Randall Cobb in fantasy because he'll probably <laughs> yeah. throw to him twelve times a game. But you're taking a risk there too because like we mentioned he's old he's an old man so uh all right packers uh losing valdez scanlon who was a free agent this wasn't a trade or anything he was just picked up uh by the kansas city chiefs uh, he was at state before south florida well you're thought right but i i appreciate you reminding me that he went to state before south florida thank you state state valdez scanlon <laughs> scanlon scanlon Scandalous, Tony. Tony, think about MVS. MVS. All right, so uh, there's your NFL news today. Any Panthers news? I'm ready for Tony Dunn to come in tomorrow and him talk about Malik Willis because he's uh, he's fired up about it. Apparently, he's a big Willis guy. I do have news that uh, Desmond Ritter had his pro day, and there was no Matt Rule, there was no Scott Fitter, hmm. no David Tepper, like they were present at malik willis's pro day and also kenny pickett kenny right. small hands pickett hey let me go hey let me see your hand let me see your hand i want to see your hand so if the panthers if the panthers miss out on mayfield which it appears they are garoppolo i mean they're they're taking a qb round one right all the signs are pointing to that there, yeah because there's no way they have enough belief enough trust and it's it has sounded like from many people scott fitter matt rule david tepper that sam Darnold is not going to be the guy for the carolina panthers next year so you would have to think that there will be a quarterback coming in the draft for carolina um at six will they have to move up because the stock you know their stocks are rising especially malik willis's stock that's crazy that now that how much things can change 
because there was talk like, well, there might not be a quarterback taken in the top 10 or top 15. Yeah. And now you're talking about moving up moving from up. six. Yeah. Just because everybody's skyrocket. Well, Willis in particular. But the question is, who is the quarterback that they will take? Will it be Pickett? Will it be Willis? Because in the pictures that we saw, it looked like you know Matt Rule had a big smile on his face for both of those pro days. So kind of playing with the poker face there. So. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. What it looks like now is that the Panthers are not going to do anything with a trade, free agency. But I mean, this is the NFL. They always find a way to, you know, make headlines, and so it can happen tomorrow. It can happen this afternoon, tonight. Um, but right now, it looks like maybe the Panthers are going to be looking for a new quarterback, a young one, in the draft. It's a fascinating conversation that we'll get into tomorrow when Tony's here. But Matt Rule seemingly is coaching for his job this year. And if it was up to him, he wants Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. He'll sell the farm to get a quarterback because he needs to win now. If you're Scott Fitterer, you've got a longer leash than Matt Rule, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're GMing for the future, not to save Matt Rule's job. Yeah. So it's like two different mindsets. Well, the common mindset is we need a quarterback, sure. But Fitterer has more time to get one in place than Matt Rule does. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of interesting that, like, if Matt Rule was the coach and GM, like we've seen uh, over the years with, like, O'Brien, Parcells, whatever, he would, like, trade the farm to to get a quarterback in right now. Yeah, got to save my job. But that's not the case. So uh, I'm interested to see what direction they go and how it it affects the short-term and long-term. And Matt Rule's already gotten off to a good start in the offseason uh, you know, firing assistants and getting a lot of more, a lot of more experience on the staff uh, with your O line coach and and some other assistants too. So, definitely wanting to make some changes. Hopefully, some positive changes. And now it's you know they're going to try to look for a change at quarterback. Uh, Susan Deans is in at a very appropriate time. Hashtag, says, hashtag fire Matt rule. Fire Matt rule. There you go. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Tyler Sneed will join us, former ECU wide receiver. We'll talk about what he's been up to, preparing for Pro Day. Talk a little Pirate football as well. It's all ahead. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you. The need for speed and Sneed, indeed. I don't know. We'll be back after this. Next. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime with piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with the Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Also, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, and Ellerby are back as Ellerby went one-on-one with Michael Schwartz. Jeff Charles also took on Michael Schwartz one-on-one. We'll have both of those interviews coming your way right here on Pirate Radio. Before we get out of here on this Thursday, we'll have the Ellerby interview with Coach Schwartz uh, coming up later this hour and the Jeff Charles one-on-one coming up in hour number three of today's show. And those will be available to listen to and watch on our social media sites too. So check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
and uh, YouTube as well. Right now, uh, we'll talk a little football. And uh, selfishly, we wish this guy was practicing uh, spring ball with the Pirates, but uh, for him, we are very happy for Tyler Sneed that he is going to pursue his professional dreams. And uh, part of that, uh, a great, I guess, debut in front of some NFL scouts and a way for him to get some eyeballs on him will be coming up Tuesday at ECU Pro Day. And we'll talk about that and a lot more with the former Pirate receiver Tyler Sneed right now, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Tyler, great to have you back on Pirate Radio. How you doing today, man? Good. Appreciate you guys having me. Yes, sir. And uh, great to get you back on Pirate Radio. Tyler, let's talk about uh, what you've been up to since the season ended and you uh, you have your professional dreams ahead of you. I got to imagine it's been a lot of training and working out. So tell us uh, what you've been up to since the, the final game of the season last year. Yes, sir. Well, after the final game, uh, you know, I made, I made the decision, uh, talked it out. Um, and once I got that figured out, uh, I actually went down to Tampa, Florida to train. And that's kind of where I've been uh, for the past couple months. Um, but I, I just got home last week uh, because pro day is Tuesday. So kind of getting back into, into the groove of things here, you know, throwing with Holton, um, just kind of getting that timing back down. Uh, getting ready for Tuesday. Tyler, how much, and I guess this answer can change as you get closer to pro day, but how much general training are you doing to perfect your craft and, and just to, to get in better shape and all that? And how much specifically do you train for the event you're going to do on pro day uh, when you get in front of these NFL scouts? You know, How much, uh, whether it be a 40 or, or any of the drills you're going to have to do, how much specifically do you train for those events? Uh, very very specific we train a lot for those uh every morning we would go out and we would train you know 40 uh the shuttle the l drill all that stuff um and so we would do that every day of the week and then maybe three times a week we'd uh we go out there and do positional work so I, that's when i do my receiver stuff and you know work with coaches down there on that so they had a good balance of it all um but yeah it was definitely a lot of work a lot of hard work but, I mean, they did a great job. I feel in really good shape, and I feel prepared, so I'm excited. And it, it comes down to, like, the 100th of a second, right? I mean, everything is so fine-tuned. So have you seen your numbers uh, increase as you've been training for, for each in, uh, individual event? Yes, yeah, so they, they have increased. Um, you know, where I was down there, I was training with a guy named Yo Murphy, and they, him and his staff, they did a great job um, just getting us ready and getting us prepared and getting us better. Um so, I mean, like I said, I feel good. Uh, I saw the numbers increase, so I'm just excited for Tuesday. Tyler, that there's probably some other drills and things you do that teams may focus on more than the 40, but we look at the 40. It's just kind of a, a barometer we use, and, and uh, it gets the most attention. So is there a specific time you, you want to hit on Tuesday when you're in front of the scouts, a uh, time that you're looking to get? I just want to run fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean – the time, you know, they told us down there training time, you know, don't really think about it too much. Just think about what a good rep feels like. And so, you know, that's what I'll go out there and try and do. But, uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully I just run fast. I run a good time. Uh, who is Holden going to be throwing you passes on Tuesday? Do you know who your, your quarterback is going to be out there? Yes, sir. So it'll be uh, Holden. Uh, I threw with him yesterday. Uh, we got we got together. I was back down there and we threw – or Tuesday, my fault. And – uh and I think we're throwing again tomorrow just to 
you know, get the timing down, uh, get used to, you know, the script that, that we'll run through, kind of. This is all part of it, and everybody goes through it, Tyler, but I, I, is it, I don't know, is it frustrating that you can't just hand them your game film and say, hey, here I am? Like, look at, look at everything I did as a college football player at East Carolina, but instead you got to do all these drills and they got to measure you and all that stuff. And yeah, it's important, but man, when you put on the uniform and what you've done on game day, that that should be the the main thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they take that into a lot of consideration right. too. I think I think this is just something that they can see up close and personal, and you know they they know where you're at because they're timing and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I get it, but I do think majority, regardless of what how pro day goes, I think majority of it they they look at the the film and and what you've done on tape and on the field. So that'll be good. Tyler, up to this point, have you heard from, talked to any teams? Is it more about your agent uh, talking? Have you had any contact like that? Yeah, um, just a little here and there. Not not really teams. Like, I haven't sat down with teams and talked to them. I didn't play in any of the, the bowl games um, or anything like that. But, I mean, I think they said that just kind of picks up after, after Pro Day and all of April leading up to the draft. That's when you'll kind of sit down and maybe – break down more film with coaches and sit in with them so they can, you know, ask you and pick, pick your brain a little bit. Tyler Sneed joining us. Tyler, it's great to see uh, former Pirates in the pros and not just the NFL. It's great to see Zay Jones get a nice contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars this offseason, but Justin Hardy, who played many years for the Falcons, is uh, going to Canada to play football. Uh, one of your old teammates, Warren Saba, who uh, I guess will be out there on Tuesday, has already signed a deal to play in the USFL. And then Garrett McGinn, uh, we saw him sign a contract as well. So there are a lot of options out there, Tyler, and, and I'm sure you are uh, you want to get on that NFL roster. But have you looked at these other leagues that are around as uh, potentially an option for you if the, the NFL doesn't work out? Yes, sir. I mean, I've seen them. Uh, you know, all those guys, I just want to say congrats to them. That's huge. But yeah, no, I've seen I've seen the new leagues, and you know I saw Zay and and Garrett and all those guys, and so that obviously like if the NFL doesn't work out, I still want to play football somewhere. But I mean, right now my focus, I'm trying to put that 100 percent on the NFL, um, just trying to take my shot there. So I mean, I'm excited. We'll see how it goes, but I mean, I'm excited. I just I just want a chance at the end of the day. Tyler Snead joining us. Tyler, uh, we've been talking about pirate football a lot with spring football. First of all, I asked Warren this when we talked to him a couple weeks ago. What do you miss about uh, you know not being with the guys right now, and and what do you not miss? Uh, I guess in the early mornings and things like that. Uh, how about your first uh, off season not being a part of the football team at ECU for a long time? How's that going for you? It feels a little weird. Like I said, I went back to throw uh, on Tuesday, so I, I went by practice and watched that. And it just, I mean, I miss I miss being out there with the guys. Um, you know, that that's always fun. You know, you, you go out and compete with those guys. Um, and then I just miss, you know, the coaching and just being out there as a team. Um, and so going out there, it was really weird. Uh, I'm still going to have to get used to it. Uh, I still tell people like, yeah, we we play NC State next year, first game. So <laughs> it, it'll take some getting used to. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I do miss it, and uh, I mean, yeah. No, that's cool. You say we, and you'll probably always say we when you're talking about ECU, right? Right. I like that. Yeah. 
Tyler, uh, well, since you were out there, I know I, I've asked you this uh, after last season, but who's Holton's new security blanket? I, I think the options might be a tight end with Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun, but how about at the receiver position? Who's he going to be able to rely on at the receiver position uh, with you gone this year? I think I think we got a lot of young guys that are, are wait have been waiting for their chance to step up, and I think a lot of them are going to step up. I mean, you got Taji Hudson out there. Um, you got uh, Kerry King, Macy O'Donnell, all those guys, you know, they've worked hard for however many years. And, I mean, they've shown it every day in practice, and those guys compete and go after it. So I'm excited to see how they do. Um, but like I said, there's, there's a lot of playmakers in that room, so anybody can step up and get the job done. Tyler, uh, man, uh, just NFL news hits every single day. You got March Madness going on and all these other sports, but the NFL is still king, and uh, and, and you're going to land on one of these rosters. But uh, talking about your fandom real quick, before you become a player in the league, you're still a fan of one certain team, and Cowboys lost to Mari Cooper and Cedric Wilson and Lael Collins. Like, are, and, and how nervous are you about Carson Wentz being with Washington? Are you, you nervous as a Cowboys guy? I'm never, I'm never nervous about Washington. But, uh, no, when we let Amari Cooper go, that that hurt me just because I've always watched him too. He runs great routes. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of double for me. I like him and the Cowboys. But uh, lost him, lost lost Cedric Wilson. He was fast, and then we lost the uh, Demarcus Lawrence, didn't we? Yeah, to the Broncos, I believe. Something was going on with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, lost a lot of key pieces. I saw today the first-round pick for every team, and I don't even know if I saw the Cowboys up there. So, hopefully hopefully we get some, some good people this year. Um, I'm still I'm still a huge Cowboys fan. You know, it's America's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. Tyler, I know you're a Dak guy, but who are your uh, – like, if you could catch a pass from a, a quarterback playing right now in the NFL, who uh, who would you like to catch a pass from? I think it'd be wrong if I said anybody but Tom Brady. Yeah, but, true. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that news, I was excited. Uh, but, I mean, he's just – I think he's the best to ever do it. And so, catching a pass from him would be, I mean, awesome. I remember that for the rest of my life. Tyler, uh, did you fill out a bracket? I guess now that you're not a student athlete anymore, you can fill out brackets and, like, play fantasy sports and stuff legally. So, uh, do you, are you following the tournament at all? I am following the tournament because my whole family uh, has filled out one, and I guess they, uh, they're they all really competitive in that. I got a competitive family. Okay. So they're doing that. I did not fill one out, but my sister is probably the most into it because her and my mom filled one out, and so I've been watching it with them. <laughs> and they, they go crazy. Who's your sister got? Do you know? It at all. Who they got to win it? Gonzaga. Oh, okay, this could be the year. Looking for their uh, for their first one. Well, Tyler, uh, looking forward to seeing you out there on Tuesday. I guess at this point, do you you kind of know what to expect as far as what you're going to be doing and uh, and what the scouts are looking for and everything you prepared for for Tuesday? Yes, sir. They sent us a itinerary uh, the other day, so we kind of got that whole rundown. Um, and then I think as as it gets closer to the day, they'll walk through more specific stuff with us, but. I mean, I think we know what to expect, and we kind of got a script of, of what we're doing, and so it's just going out there and doing it now, um, which I think we've all been waiting for. We're all excited to do. 
Tyler, I appreciate you joining us today. We'll see you Tuesday, and and I'll say it again. I appreciate you joining us last season uh, on the Players' Lounge during football season, and I appreciate you, Rajay Holden, uh, all the guys, Bruce, Xavier, uh, DJ, and CJ, for not only coming in after good wins when we could smile and have fun, but also the tough losses. And, uh, you know, it says a lot about you guys' character. So we really appreciate that, man. No, it, was, it was a great time for me. Uh, I appreciate you guys being so welcoming and so so good to us, too. So I appreciate you guys. Tyler, we'll see you Tuesday. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. See you. Tyler Sneed joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be out at ECU Pro Day coming up on Tuesday, getting interviews with Tyler Sneed, Warren Saba, uh, Bruce Bivens, I'm assuming Aaron Ramsour. Those guys are going to be out there. Also, Justin Chase. Pirate offensive lineman who we will talk to Friday right here on Pirate Radio Live. He, uh, he's got a great personality and a radio background with his uh, family. So uh, we'll talk to Justin Chase coming up on Friday. We will switch gears and talk some baseball coming up next. We'll have our Farm Bureau ECU baseball recap. Brandon Manning going to join us and he's here right now and we're going to do that when we return because we got a couple of wins to recap from this week. We'll get you set for the weekend as well vcu on tap nc state coming up on next tuesday so we got a lot of baseball to talk about and a little hoops as well when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back in pirate radio live if you wouldn't mind letting me finish thank you We already got Brandon Manning saying that's stupid. Thanks. Get your car clean. It's a great car wash. Now back to you, Clip. It is. This is what I get for turning your mic on too early. I tell you what, it is super weird looking at the MLB scores and seeing that weird, ugly logo and Guardians. I know. Taking on the Mariners. Boy, just wait till Commanders rolls around in football season. Although I saw, who was it that got, oh, uh, you know, um, well, you may not be familiar, but Kelly O'Hara, who plays for the U.S. Women's National Team soccer team, uh, the commander sent her a varsity leather letter uh, jacket. One of those jackets. The commander's jacket has the W on it, and I thought that was pretty cool. be cool if I had one. Well, I mean, obviously, but <laughs> Why I just, that was the one? first. What's her connection? Well, she plays for the Washington Spirit now, which oh. is the uh, NWSL team out of D.C. Well, there you go. All right. Enough of that. I don't want to talk about the commanders today. I want to talk about Pirate Baseball because they've won two in a row. And Brandon Manning joins us here every Monday. We have our ECU Baseball Recap. But we got games to recap today. So we'll uh, we'll do it on a Thursday. You can call Brandon with Farm Bureau Insurance at 531-1812. And uh, you can get a free quote, schedule a review. Brandon Manning is your guy. He'll f- his phone will probably ring eight times while we're here talking during this segment. 
Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Cliff. How are you doing? Love the shirt with the old uh, logo. I, I think I got that this year on the uh, shark when it was uh, one of those yellow outs, and I don't really own a bunch of yellow because chubby people in yellow makes you look like a ripe banana. I wouldn't know, but yeah. You wouldn't. I would not. No. no. Uh, that is a fun. That's like an old gold too. Uh, that is. Uh, that's a good look for you there, Brandon. From our friends at UBE. There you go, University Book Exchange. Um, two in a row, Brandon. Now you're a baseball guy, former player. You love it. You're probably one of those guys that like looks at each at bat and analyzes everything. I'm just. I don't care. I want to win, and I don't care how they win. And after they win, I'm going to say I'm glad they won. Do you break down every single thing that happens in a game after a win? You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, I look at the things that were some decisions that were made and the little things. Those little things you remember that snowball into big things. That's that's a big part of baseball. But nothing really st- – I mean, Cooch Manor getting all the way around and scoring on a base hit. I mean, it's things like that that, man, that was a small thing that he did, put himself out there and, and Coach making that decision. But – I mean, I do not analyze every single at bat. No. How about so you you went a couple of nights ago? How about the pitching performance by East Carolina on Tuesday? And then we'll throw Wednesday in there too. You got your middle infielders with some huge performances on the mound, Brandon, and you need that in a five game week, right? Where your arms uh, are are going to wear out and you're going to run out of pitching when you've got Ryder Giles going extended innings and then Zach Agnos coming in last night pitching great i mean what a luxury to have if you're cliff Godwin. well i mean zach adno's pumping it up there at 93 too i mean i i think last year he pitched and he was sitting at 88 and yesterday he was throwing 93 and throwing with a lot of emotion and getting guys out i mean consistently getting guys out with quality pitches um you know it is very good to have guys we're two-way you right that's our yeah. whole thing two-way you um, it is very good to be able to get guys out without changing your lineup, and, and, and that's very key. And Cliff's done a very good job of navigating that. And you know, I, I really think that Agnos and Giles are really just more or less stepping up. I mean, there's a lot of guys that aren't pitching well and aren't doing this well. And when you got two guys that you can throw out there and say, "Follow me, get on my back, I'll help you get there." That, I think that's more or less what Agnos did yesterday. He did a great job leading that team. The starting pitching, especially on the weekend, we're still going to need some more innings from those guys. And Garrett Saylor, they gave him the ball after Carson Wisenhunt went down uh, and due to suspension. He's going to be gone the whole year. Garrett Saylor became your Friday guy. Didn't perform like we had hoped he would. He's gone to the bullpen and looked amazing. Uh, he's been fantastic. But that is that one of there's there's a few concerns with this team i guess brandon right now with the the offense as a whole and also the starting pitching on the weekend is that two things that you're uh looking at right now at this point in the season yes um you know cliff's always done a very good job of knowing when to take somebody out of a game and knowing when to when's a good change a, a time for a change i mean if you historically look back at uh cooch manor for instance there's been several games where cooch manor was throwing really well really really well and then he have two batters and Cliff's like nah it's time now I mean he knows his guys that well that it's, it's time to get him out before something bad happens and we really need Coochman to start giving us you know seven innings that that is a great six six to seven innings from him would be very very good and he's been the one that's kind of been doing that for East Carolina he, he really has and he has stepped up here lately I mean last year he didn't have a perfect year nah. um, I really don't think he's been 
Cooch Manor like since the, that Maryland game a couple of years ago, to be honest with you. But um, he stepped up really, really well. But for the end of the season, he needs to finish strong. I mean, we're sitting here at 22 games in, I think. So we're roughly halfway, and we need to get to at least 35 games to even want a chance at a regional. So starting to get some sweeps on the weekend um, is, is, is key to have us with starting pitching that performs. Uh, how about the offense, Brandon? Great to see Josh Moylan leave the yard yesterday. He had a double and a home run in the win over Elon. Jacob Jenkins Coward, has he been your most consistent offensive guy? Maybe AMAC? I mean, who? Well, I mean, Jenkins, uh, Jenkins Coward, JC, we'll just go with that. That's a mouthful to just say it every time. We don't have enough time to keep saying this full name. We're out of time. Um, so JC uh, has done a really good job of knocking them in or getting them over every time he gets a chance he's really performing well really swinging the stick he's confident beyond his years um and amac don't have the hits but he has the rbis he was somebody's on second somebody's on third he's knocking them in and he's doing his job right there but they need moylan uh if you go back and look at every great ecu team we got that big knocker in the middle um you know we we needed to have i I said this earlier on a few uh, weeks ago we're not going to have that 15 to 20 home run guy, but we need three or four guys with eight home runs for us to be successful. And right now, I don't think we're we're looking like we're going to go that way. Yeah, and then Moylan's got to be that guy. Bryson Worrell uh, could be a, a somewhat of a power guy, too. He was 0 for 4 last night leading off. Uh, but I don't know. Are, are we just not going to be that team that scores – six seven eight runs a game this year is that just not what we are well i mean you also got to look at it i mean and nobody chandler get it ready um let's talk about the weather a little bit uh we're we're not a cold let's where is it gonna happen i don't care about the weather <laughs> is it gonna happen the weather. don't want to okay. talk about the weather thank you it happened well <laughs> we're not and you can go back and i don't care what anybody says we do not play good when it's cold outside well who does uh, those those teams that Bryant Bryant did Bryant did okay it wasn't even that cold that week it, it really wasn't um, <laughs> but you know I really think yeah. as the as the weather warms up our bat's going to warm up and I, and yes the last two days Josh Moylan I mean it got a few nice afternoons few few good days I think even Starling got one into the wind yesterday well we've seen this team run through conference play a lot of years Brandon and not saying it's going to happen this year I'm also not saying it's not going to happen because we that's happened in the past before. That, that's right, and I really think they're primed for that. There's a couple of old men that are betting me right now that we won't host a regional, and I, and I got them on it. I mean, I, we're, we're there. Shirley, do you have Aaron Fit from yesterday? You know, we, we have our purple glasses on. If, if it's not great, I'll tell you it's not great. But Aaron Fit, unbiased, uh, gave his opinion on where ECU is right now. This was before the Elon game yesterday when he joined us on Pirate Radio Live. Yeah, certainly. You know, I mean, this was a, a preseason, I don't know, top 12 team in the country. Uh, we thought they would be clearly the team to beat in the American and, uh, you know, once again, buying to host a, a regional. And it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. You know, they're going to have to scrap and claw. At this point, I think being 11 and 10, five weeks into the season, um, you know, and, and not having a power conference schedule ahead of them, it, they kind of have lost their opportunity to host. You know, like even if they get hot and they dominate the league, I think it's too late. You just need to be a little bit better in the, in the pre-conference. So, yeah, I would say it's certainly a little disappointing, but of course, losing Carson Wisenhunt, as we all know, uh, changed the dynamic considerably, and I think I kind of had to figure it out on the fly as far as how those pieces fit together on the mound, 
And, you know, the other part of it is they just need to get some of their key bats going a little bit more. And I feel like some of those guys are starting to come around, the veteran guys that they were counting on, but there's still a lot of room for improvement there with some of those other pieces. That is Aaron Fit D1 Baseball from uh, yesterday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Brandon, are you being a little too optimistic uh, thinking that East Carolina can host a regional this year? Um, No, because I look at what I look at our schedule coming up, and I look what we've done in the past. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting at twelve and ten. Uh, if you go look at several years, um, and I don't know, I'm trying to see two thousand fifteen or sixteen if we hosted a regional. Oh, uh, okay. All right. You have pulled up twenty fifteen. Uh, that was the year we were down at Miami. All right. That was the last time that we barely got to forty wins, I believe. And we're we're at this time we're we're literally five hundred at twenty games in right there. We were ten and ten um during that season okay and um that's what i was going at and we didn't host so 40 games we ended up getting to 40 games at the end of that year but we played a lot harder schedule that year so i think we're gonna if they can stay together and keep their heads held high and the fans get behind them i mean that you got your a lot of fairweather fans out there and that was gonna be my bleep that i told you to have ready uh, if we if we would have lost, and I heard a few more things, Chandler's thumb was going to have a callus on it from all the. Well, I, let me just say this: you you and Shirley have a good relationship. Shirley's handling all the things you're giving Chandler credit for. Okay, sorry, I can't see Shirley though. Oh, okay, she's right there. Hey, Shirley. Chandler just sits there and looks pretty. He's our eye candy here on the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What do you think about that? Sean? I was going to say, and I can attest to that because I actually have a friend who watches every day just so she can see Chandler what? and texts me every what? time. Get the hell out of here. I'm not kidding you. I'm what? not. If you, you would see some of the texts that I show so, uh, him. <laughs> What's wrong with her? How you doing? That, oh my gosh. She's probably watching this right now. So you might want to be nice. And Shirley, we've talked about this before. Your mother is, uh, is deaf. Is your friend blind? <laughs> Chandler, I didn't know you were a sex symbol. That's great, man. It's the smile. Look at so, that. Sorry, Felicia. Intoxicating. But yeah. Intoxicating, he God. says. I'm going to turn our camera off. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> yeah, because she'll text me and say, tell Chandler I said hi. Whoa, buddy, buddy. Get out. And, mm. and, like, she'll text me, and sometimes you'll see it on camera. I hand him the phone, and I show him the text, <laughs> and he blushes, and then she's texting me back. She's like, I saw him blush. What a boost to the ego that is. Good for you, Chan, man. All right. Brandon, back to baseball. Okay, yes. Please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just had to bring that up. All right, so you're dating back to 2015 to say that was the... Uh, well, the that was one of the last years that I thought we had a bad start to the season and we finished strong. Gotcha. Um, and we didn't host that year, but if you look at our what schedule... What was the conference? 15-9 and nine that yeah. year. So, I mean, that, we've seen them play a lot better in conference. Exactly. So, 15-9, and nine, that got 40 wins that year. If we can... Uh, Again, there's we have if we go fifteen nine again we'll get to thirty seven wins. And thirty seven wins is a very good number. Thirty five to forty even get talked about to get into the regionals where we need to have obviously, you know, let's run the rest of the schedule out and finish and we're yeah. in the talks. But if we can get fifteen more wins throughout the rest of the season, um and that includes beating state in a few weeks. I mean that that's a we're basketball season, I think with a quad one that's a quad one baseball win if you really want to think about it. Um, but we really need to start running the table, putting some sweeps on the board. Um, I'd love to see some broomsticks on that light pole out there. Yeah. I mean, that, that's big for us. 
uh nc state coming up on tuesday 6 30 uh clark leclerc stadium then the pirates will be on the road next weekend to open up conference play at cincinnati uh another rbi opportunity rbi opportunity uh brandon when they take on old dominion and uh and then they'll play wichita state at home that uh that stretch right there uh odu and wichita state wichita coming here is big um when you go out there it's a different time zone different everything everything's that's a that's a bad series to play in both ways when they come out here but when we go out there i mean that's that's late at night for us um and i don't care what anybody says that 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 plays with your body a little bit and uh that that stretch odu in the weekend series with wichita state that's that's going to be the the game changer for the whole season i think brandon manning joining us let's take a time out we'll come back and you hang out one more segment sure we'll hear ellerby he went one-on-one with michael schwartz for a few minutes so we'll hear that interview also i'll give you an update on what's going on with hv3 he is competing in match play against brooks kepka and it looks like brooks went in the water but bounce back strong and uh harold varner the third two down seven to go that was uh, a while back trying to catch up with brooks kepka right now on your buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by dub buck dub up take a timeout come back more to go with brandon manning and we'll talk some pirate basketball when we return after this to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back kinetic physical therapy and wellness center will be having their live well half marathon free 5k and one mile fun run on saturday march 26 at the greenville town common the half marathon will begin at 7 30 a.m the free 5k begins at 9 a.m and the one mile fun run begins at 8.30 a.m. and the purpose is to promote the health of the Pitt County area and the event gives both competitive and first-time runners a chance to experience the benefits of physical activity and healthy living. For more information, give them a call at 364-2806. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Sorry, I got to keep the mic off. What do you uh, What do you got, Brandon? Andrew Miller retired from baseball. Oh, wow. After 16 seasons... Andrew Miller, former Tar Heel. Former Tar Heel. Tar Heel. Huh? Yes, sir. Brandon, did you cross? What paths uh, did you cross in your playing career? Whether it be like Legion or did you do travel ball? Was that a thing when uh, you were coming up? So yeah, we it was just starting to get its uh, stuff going on, and I'll never forget we had a every little area team had their team. We, it wasn't like the dirt bags and the right. canes where it was all ba- around the based state. Out of somewhere. Yeah. So we had a bunch of guys, and we knew we were going to play together in high school. Um, they were you know either from ag cox uh whitfield and shakad and um this one dad has strike zone or whatever a baseball oh, business yeah. and uh that's what we were called and i remember us going to virginia one time and playing in virginia beach in an au tournament we were probably 15 or 16 and it was like you know matt and mark hardy and all these guys i mean all these local guys some of you may know them um you know we were all just all went to high school together 
on that team though it was justin verlander um bj and ryan upton uh the ryan zimmerman bj and justin B- upton. yeah bj yeah. and justin upton uh ryan, ryan zimmerman? zimmerman yes mr um, national got his guy. jersey retired. that's right so and we slipped up and beat them and well hold on first of all the uptons are va guys yeah, right yeah this is all from virginia and Zim- so oh, verlander yeah. was too i didn't know he was from the, okay yeah but so they are i think went to odu for college okay they're right yep all right ron zerman was virginia Cavalier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so all these guys they were within two years of me wow. and uh, we went up there and we i think how we the hell did y'all beat three to t- mark hardy was throwing so slow they couldn't hit it ah but the next day i think we played them if i remember correctly they were mad um <laughs> and they beat the crap out of us like 20 to 2 it was just ungodly. Did you face Verlander? Or right, he played shortstop. Wow. I don't even know who – I mean, I never – I don't remember yeah. facing him. I remember Ryan Zimmerman was just a freak. That's nuts that you – I asked, you know, any MLB guys maybe you crossed paths with, and you just that's named a good, four, like, really good players. That's a good list right there. Yeah, that is a solid list. I remember playing in a, a, a summer ball wood bat league uh, also, and this was when Josh Hamilton was making his comeback, and I, I watched him play um, on the alternating field for me, and – Guys were just giving him crap, and he like hits a bomb and turns around and says, "I can do it when I want to do it." Hmm. I mean, he he was. A were you team. around his age? No, nah, he was uh, probably a senior when I was a freshman, because uh, he came and played in the Easter tournament at Rose High. I was going to ask if he played against. Like, no, yeah. I never played directly against Josh Hamilton. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't know what to do. Man, like when I was a freshman, I asked him for his autograph because he was everybody <laughs> just knew he was yeah. going to be the next. Might as well. Thing. Good stuff. Brandon Manning joining us, talking some baseball. Let's talk a little hoops. You're a hoops guy. Oh yeah ecu fan let's uh got a new coach here michael schwartz and uh jonathan ellerby just caught up with him uh, about an hour ago we have that available for you to check out on social media but let's give it to our radio audience right now Shirley, here's the one-on-one michael schwartz with jonathan ellerby here with uh coach michael schwartz uh, welcome to greenville thanks for thanks for being here today jonathan thanks you uh, great to be here super excited what's the best part of being the uh, new east carolina basketball coach Oof, man, there's so many great things. You know, probably I would tell you the best part so far has been all the fantastic people I've met. I mean, it has been uh, it's been a whirlwind the first 36 or so hours, but I've met so many great people, and the passion that you can feel uh, for this university, for the community of Greenville, and for ECU athletics has been second to none. Have you uh, met with the team, and what's been your message to them? Yeah, we did. We did have a chance to meet, and I've, I've spoken with them several times. I've spoken with them uh on the phone prior to me arriving, we had a chance to have a Zoom meeting prior to that. Then I got individually on the phone with them. And then we had a team meeting yesterday. And then since then, I've met with a few of the players. So that's the most important part. The players here, the student athletes here, that's, more, that's paramount over everything. So we've had a chance to meet. We have talked about this, that none of this that has happened is their fault. And what we mean by that, we understand this is a tough situation. Anytime you have a transition with coaching and you have to – build new relationships that's a challenge so we've talked about hey we're going to take the positives from the past and we're going to build on those to build a great program here and yeah it may be a new direction and it may be something that feels a little bit different than you maybe it's going to be something that you like maybe it's something you don't like but the bottom line is they're going to have every opportunity for us together to build this it appeared at tennessee you guys had a a good culture obviously a winning tradition Uh, what is maybe the one thing that you guys did there that you think you can implement here at east carolina oh you know i think there's so much more than one thing and and i wouldn't say one thing i think here's what i do know from a basketball standpoint is that we are going to hang our hat on defense here. That will be where the foundation of our program is built, between the lines, basketball only speaking. But what you use the word culture, our whole 
objective will be to build a great program here, a strong culture program, and that is a lot different than just having a good basketball team. Uh, we have emphasized, and we had this philosophy at Tennessee, that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves. And I can't say that that's not the case here now, because that very well may be. I don't know enough to be able to say that, but I do know that that will be a mantra of our program, that we understand we're representing this university, we're representing Greenville, we're representing the state of North Carolina, and that the guys are going to understand that we're going to do that in a first-class manner. How will you uh, measure and define success uh, as the head coach here at East Carolina? Our ability to build a program that this community is proud of and that this university is proud of. That's going to be, that. that's what success will be. If we build a program that the campus, Greenville, and the southeast and, and the eastern part of North Carolina is excited to be a part of, and we create that love affair with our team and with our players, that'll be a success. How about uh, your staff? Have you hired anybody, and uh, what's your timeline to get that all put together? I, I think it'll happen sooner than later. I think we're in the process of trying to finalize everything. I think there's, like anything, this stuff takes time, but we're going in a really good direction. The transfer portal is so big in college basketball now. How much do you envision the makeup of your team being high school players coming into the program versus uh, transfers? I think year to year this is going to be really unique. I think we're just starting to feel it right now. I think as of today there was over 700 kids in it, and I don't think it's anywhere close to where it will be as we get into the summer. Um, that being said, we do not want to fill this whole team with out of the transfer portal. There is so much great basketball in this state, and there's so many great high school players in this part of the country. And eventually I really feel like that, that we're going to be a national brand that can go to different places and recruit, and recruit student-athletes. But the transfer portal, we will use it to our benefit. We may have to deal with it from our current roster. We'll see how the next few weeks look like. But if we had a ideal program makeup or roster makeup, we want to bring young guys in and develop them over time and allow them to develop within this program. And what do you think a few words uh, would be to describe a basketball program under Coach Schwartz? High energy, positive, intensity, and we're going to do things the right way. Coach, what's your message to the Pirate Nation if they're uh, listening or seeing you for the first time today? Just so excited to be here. I cannot wait to get in Minji's Coliseum. And just thank you for allowing me to be a Pirate. And go Pirates. Coach, thanks for your time today. Thank you. All right, Michael Schwartz, his first one-on-one there with Jonathan Ellerby. And Brandon Manning joining us. Brandon, I'm kind of surprised we're hearing from Michael Schwartz today because I thought they'd be playing Villanova tonight in the Sweet 16. Uh, but Michigan knocked him off on Saturday. They had a great team there, and uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do here. I think uh, the surprise comment, would would that be a slap in the face of Juwan Howard? Oh, wow. Are you doing jokes? I was. Now, Shirley's answering the phone, so she can't play. <laughs> uh, there's a rim shot for you. That's be, where's Mully when you need him? Yeah. A slap in the face. Man, you're good. You're I, too good at this. We're going to have to get you out of nah, here. Nah. Uh, Michael Schwartz. Uh, Brandon, every time a coach comes in, I, I see the comment, and for pretty good reason. He has no idea what he's getting himself into. I I wonder how much the new coaches that roll in that don't have like the history Joe Dooley had, like for Michael Schwartz, every coach has ego. Every coach believes in himself to say, I can do this. I don't care what's happened in the past. But I wonder how much he knows about the struggle that has been the history of East Carolina basketball. I mean, I'm sure he knows. I mean, I, again, we we the we we were talking earlier about the connection, you know, Rick Barnes to John Gilbert, and I'm sure Rick Barnes thinking this is my boy right here. He's going to stay with me. Let me let me make sure you understand what ECU is. I'm sure he knows and has some very in depth right. conversations. I mean, I, I don't think he just blindly took this, but I mean, it's there. It can be good. We can be better. 
I mean, we're not going to be, you know, a, a true blue blood. We're not going to, we're going to, we're going to do that. Um, but if he wants to change the culture, I, I would go across the hallway and talk to Coach Houston for a little bit. Let's re, let's really see how you did all this in a quick manner that you did. And then if you want to try to keep that culture going, you go to the other room That's and right. talk to Cliff Goffin. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, like, hey, how to keep it here and not and, and change with the times a little bit and keep it up. So I, I really think he's got some good good buddies. If he wants to, you know, golfing buddies, fishing buddies, whatever kind of buddies he wants to have, he's got some. I think Mike Houston really likes to fish. Okay. Bryce Williams likes to fish. Daggum right. Damn, dang. Dang. Uh, Brandon is tonight the final night. Coach K, Mike Shashevsky will coach a basketball game. I hope not, but if it is, I you know tip your hat to him and um, do what you got to do. I mean, if it is and it is the last game, and you're one of those fans that are just going to troll Duke fans on social media, uh, why don't you wait? Why don't you wait one game to see if Carolina wins and then troll Duke fans? Oh, uh, y'all. That, that's just me. That's just me. Look at that. All right. You didn't really give me an answer there. Do you think Duke's going to win? I do. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think they're uh, they're they're going to play. I'll tell you what I want to see. I, I, I've said in the past, I, you know, I grew up a Carolina fan. Yeah. And I changed my ways once I went to East Carolina. Yeah. And said those people at Chapel Hill don't care about me. Why should I care about them? And i'm gonna root for the team i got my degree from and but that's beside the point um i always brandon wanted to see carolina and duke play in the tournament and we were trying to figure that we never looked that up i'm gonna say it's never happened i'm gonna say it's never happened not in the current ncaa tournament field no way i'm gonna say no chance it's not happened in my lifetime and i always wanted it to happen how special would it be if this is the year they meet in the final four in coach k's final season you know and Roy will be there watching. And Roy will be there watching um, with his confused face. Um, I think that if Duke and Carolina play again, and if Duke wins, what Chandler? I'll, go ahead, Brandon. okay. If Duke, and he was, he's like, I got to get into this, like cutie pie. Yeah. Uh, come on, hey baby. Uh, <laughs> um, so if Duke and Carolina play again, and if Duke just happens to pull it out, yeah. That is the thing that they can't take. Right now, Carolina's got it. Uh, we we got for the, what happened. For at what Cameron. happened at Cameron? We, yeah. not, we got it. It'll they'll never recover from this. His legacy will always be he lost his last game to Carolina at Cameron Indoor. But if they win that game and his last his last win is beating Carolina to go to a national championship, hmm, let's see who's. I see this. You know, so hold my beer situation. But then two nights later, they'll lose to Gonzaga in the championship. They've already beat Gonzaga once this year. Why can't they do it again? Because you can't beat it, the same team twice in one year. Okay. It's impossible. Well, Duke, I mean, Duke didn't. It's impossible. That game really it could be huge. It, but I mean, if Duke goes on to the national championship, obviously all the eyes are going to be on that. It's Coach K's last game has a chance to you know. Uh, end his career riding off into the sunset. But you know that Duke Carolina game. Uh, you know, like you said, it's in Coach K's final season, and the series is split. You know, and that'll be a bigger draw than the national championship. That's, by that, far. that's what I was about to say. The the draw to that, the Big eyes time. that's going to be on that game, will just outmatch the national championship. And we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit. I mean, I think even though Duke is the higher seed, I think Texas Tech is still favored. I think they got last time I looked, it was a pick 'em, but Texas Tech has been favored by like a point all point, week. Point, yeah. two points. Um, you know, and Texas Tech doesn't play the kind. Of, they, I think they roll ten deep, 
heavy on defense. They slow will you down. lock you down on defense. That's they right. will also go seven minutes without scoring. That that's right, and so. that's not Duke want Duke and Carolina and ACC say you know let's get them. You see yeah. Roy Williams really waving players down the court before. Oh, it's a great contrasting of styles. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward it, to seeing. It's not one I want to see. I don't, yeah. I don't like the 40 point games unless I'm watching Rob Maloney. <laughs> good shout out there good reference there you go brandon thanks for joining us man yes sir always and uh let's do it again soon talk more pirate baseball with you we'll see you out at clark Claire this weekend uh we'll not be there friday as we have opening baseball ceremonies in winterville all right i have a, a winterville uh, baseball game uh so if you got some winterville ball players out there go support them good they stuff had to have open ceremonies in two years because of uh COVID. oh man and Conley rose got rained out tonight there's a psa for you okay uh, they were supposed to play tonight. Somehow a midweek game, non-conference, Conley and Rose at Conley. A non-con? I don't think they're in the same conference anymore. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. A lot of local baseball. You bring that up now, Brandon, for uh, people to check out, too. So, good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. North Pitts, great start to the year. Ryan Meadows. Ryan Meadows. Unbelievable job. And uh, shout out to uh, to Tommy Easton as well. Got a milestone victory Very over the good. weekend. He took it the year after I left Pitt to go to ECU. He took it over and has done nothing but amazing things there. I mean, yeah. build it, building you know new facilities, new everything's done done great. It still looks the same. He does. He has not changed, and so do you, by the way, Brandon. A lot of great hair. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take a time out. Come back when we return. More from Michael Schwartz. We'll hear his conversation with the voice Jeff Charles. Also, planning to hook up with Smitty. Tyler Smith in hour number three. We'll talk some Pirate Baseball with Smitty later on in our program as well. All that and a giveaway on tap uh, for hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Leg wars are back. <laughs> welcome back to <laughs> welcome back to the show. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pieces for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right. Thanks to Brandon Manny for hanging out. He can really spin a yarn. Is that what they say? What, that, what does that mean? People that can tell stories. Yeah. They can uh, tell a really good story. We'll yeah. have to uh, get him to tell the story he was telling us off the air, on the air, about his football playing days and his recruitment to a, a certain school um 32 minutes ago kate Brayboy tweeted out a video of the broncos stadium uh being on fire oh my god it's like one little tiny section is <laughs> like in flames um katie who now it's uh kate oh kate b-r-a-b-o-y Brayboy. Uh, it says when you go on a tour at Bronco Stadium and have to interrupt your tour guide to let them know there's some seats on fire across the field. Oh my God! Look at the smoke. <laughs> that is weird. That is very strange. Russell Wilson. So you're out you on the- Russell Wilson, and the place <laughs> catches flame. 
It's fire. No, I just I just find it hilarious that they're all just, you know, on a tour and da-da-da-da-da, yeah. and then they look up, oh, yeah, uh, your stadium's on fire. And how does that start? Like, somebody had to set that. I, I don't know. That's weird. Because it's in the seats. And it's weird, wound stuff. All right. Uh, let's have uh, let's have an interview off. Who's the better interviewer, Jonathan Ellerby or Jeff Charles? Uh, it's definitely me, Clip. I'm going to go with the voice. Just I'm going to take the experience. Uh, the veteran the vet they're both vets but so last hour we had jonathan ellerby's one-on-one with michael schwartz new head basketball coach at east carolina jeff charles was also out there and conducted a one-on-one so for those that missed it last hour you can hear from schwartz for the first time for those that heard it last hour you can judge whose interviews better jeff said hold my beer uh, jonathan <laughs> hold my beer let's uh let's hear it shirley the voice one-on-one with coach schwartz this is Jeff Charles with a brand new basketball coach at ECU, Michael Schwartz. And Michael, first of all, welcome. And boy, I'll tell you what, your life has been a whirlwind here for the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, Jeff, it really has. I mean, you couldn't have predicted that it would be like this. And sometimes you can't control timing and, and opportunity presents itself when you least expect it. And But the excitement of the NCAA tournament and where we were with our team at Tennessee and then the opportunity to begin to speak with John and the leadership here about potentially this opportunity was obviously at a, at a unique time in terms of our seasons coinciding. And uh, But couldn't have been more excited and can't be happier to be here you have a lot on your plate just starting a brand new job and getting your family here and talking to the players and putting a staff together but michael as you look at the next maybe 30 days or so what are your top priorities yeah you know the number one priority and i've been asked this quite a bit and and really the number one priority is the players here Absolutely. And then it is the community and what I believe the alumni and former players at ECU. I think about guys like like coming from Coach Barnes at Tennessee, who Bob Hodges was his college coach. And I think about a player like Blue Edwards, someone that meant so much to this community, this program, and he's got a beautiful family that they were through this program. So I think people, the alumni, the former players, hopefully being able to connect with them. Our players here, spending time with them here and being with them and getting to know them because it's not easy for them. Now, we, we know this is a difficult transition for them, and I think a lot gets lost in sometimes, but the players are really paramount. And then the community, just allowing myself to be able to engage in the community, let my family get to know the community. More importantly, the community get to know my family and I. And then as we go from there, it, 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 you know, it will spread. Have you had a chance to talk to the players who are in the program these days? Yeah, we have. I have. I've had a chance actually to speak with them a few times, spoke with everybody on the phone prior to me arriving to campus yesterday. We had a great team meeting yesterday, and now we've had started to have some individual meetings and see, you know, cross paths, whether it's in the offices or in the gym, before we really get into what we would say is our formal spring workouts and practice next week. Coach, I know you have a prior relationship with the director of athletics here at ECU, John Gilbert. But what were some of the other things that attracted you to this position? Because as we all know, this is not an easy job. So what attracted you to come to ECU? Well, like you said, and first and foremost, it was the leadership with, with John Gilbert and with Ryan Robinson, Caroline Bevillard, who were in the executive leadership team here, then getting a chance to visit with Dr. Rogers, and I was so impressed with his vision and, and the passion he has for ECU and Greenville being from here. So though, that is going to be always paramount for me. But you know what? There, there's a few things. Number one is the basketball culture of North Carolina and this great university. When you think about the the, the footprint 
that East Carolina University has, not only in the eastern part of the state, but this whole state potentially, what I feel can be really strong, that was very exciting to me. And when I think about the basketball culture, going back to that in this state of high school and prep student athletes, basketball players in particular, the great coaching that's in this state, when you put all that together and then you have a fan base like we have in Greenville, I, I've watched from afar. I know what the fan base is like here. I liken it to some schools that I've talked about in the media before, uh, San Diego State, a Texas Tech, schools that have great, great fan bases that that is all very appealing. And, and ECU being such a prime athletic and academic institution in this part of the state was very appealing to me. We are standing in the Smith-Williams Center in the Hall of Fame area, Coach, and your office is right up the steps here. What was your initial feeling when you walked in here, you saw the practice facility, you saw your office, you saw Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum? What were some of your thoughts? It was a surreal feeling uh, because I, I, I'm very familiar with East Carolina. I was at Tulsa. We came and played here in a, in a great ball game, and I, I've seen what Minji's Coliseum looks like when it's rocking and when the, when it's a great atmosphere. It's a very difficult place to play. I remember when the bus dropped us off for the practice in the game the night before in the game, walking through the Hall of Fame and saying to our coaching staff at the time, "Wow, this is really impressive. What a nice place!" And you know, so I've seen it. I had some familiarity with it, but then walking up the stairs, going into the office, seeing the practice facility. As I've said to many, many people. We have everything here we need to be successful. Coach, final question for you. We know that Rick Barnes has been very instrumental in your career, but who are some of your other mentors, some other coaches that maybe took you under their wing and uh, guys that you look up to in this profession? Yeah, you know, basketball is such a tight uh, brotherhood, you, you could say. I mean, whether it's players or coaches. And I go way back to my first college coach. Before I played for Coach Barnes, I played for Pat Viscaldo, Division II coach in California, and who I'm still close with. He still talks to my family. Uh, I think about... Tim Carter at University of Texas San Antonio that gave me my first opportunity to be a full-time assistant coach. And then I think about Frank Haith at Miami and Tulsa and Rodney Terry at Fresno State. You know, in the end of the day, coaching, playing, it's about people giving you opportunity and then hopefully being able to pay it back by me giving other people opportunities, whether it's coaches and players. So all of those, but there's been so many great other assistant coaches that have impacted me in a positive way, and I'm very thankful to them. Coach, uh, great to have you in Greenville. This is our first of many conversations in the next few years, so we really look forward to working with you and getting your family here to the city. And, uh, again, thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. That is Michael Schwartz, the new head basketball coach at ECU. All right, Michael Schwartz there with Jeff Charles. Did you hear who he said? Did you hear who he said? Did he call uh, Jeff Charles Greg at the end there? Or did I make that up? Charlie, can you get the end of that interview and uh, – Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Maybe I'm Name's wrong. Name's not Greg. <laughs> I might be wrong. You son of a... Give me give me just a second. I'll pull it up. Just play like the last like 10 seconds. Uh, but Chandler, I did hear him when uh, when Jeff Charles asked him who has helped him along the way. As soon as I heard that question, I was like... Here it comes. Here it comes. The hate bomb. All right, here's the last couple seconds. All right, let's hear the last couple seconds. So we really look forward to working with you and getting your family here to the city. Family. And uh, again, thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. That is Michael Schwartz. They called him Greg, dude. Hey, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> you jabroni. And that's a son of a right there. If, I, if Well, I wouldn't. I'm going to say I would do this. I wouldn't do this. But if I was Jeff in that situation, he said, thanks, Greg. You got it, Mark. 
<laughs> you know, I'd have hit, hit, hit him right back real quick. Yes, son of a. <laughs> Uh, look, we're, we'll give Why him. Why I oughta? We'll give him a pass on this one. He's trying to do the right thing and really engage. It sounds like he said like Griff, like he like started with Greg. And oh, then, okay, Shirley, we need to hear it again. Let's do All it. right, hold on. Did he know he messed up and tried to f at the end with Jeff? <laughs> and tried, he tried to, to f it up. Yeah, I was gonna say, did he try to f it up? Well, he knew he effed it up. Then he tried to f it up. If you know what I mean. Uh huh. Hang on. All right. Thanks. You in Greenville, this is our first of many conversations in the next few years. Oh, so we Jeff really look forward Greg. to working with you and getting your family here to the city. And uh, again, thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. No, that is not, no that's, that I, sounds it, like it, a Greg. Pretty, it was not a strong Greg. I think he Greg. I think he realized that maybe he's not talking to Greg. <laughs> Jeff Charles doesn't even look like a Greg. Definitely, no, he's definitely not a Greg. He's more of a Craig than a Greg. I'm a Craig. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cliff, I've always thought of myself as a Craig. <laughs> uh, but again, we're going to give him a pass. He was trying to do the, like, call everybody by their names. That's that's well, a good move. And, you well, know, you know, last time there was a, you know, a disconnect with the head coach and the administration. Now there's a disconnect with the head coach and the play-by-play announcer. If he calls Cy Steve or We will riot Sam, that's when the last now look, now look Mike. Mike, my name is not Steve. My name's not Steve, Mike. Look. As, I am Cy. As, as you know, I can handle one miscue, but you mess up Cy's name, that Oh, that is I'm the, off. I'm done. Final straw. Hashtag <laughs> four fire, days in and we're done with you because fi- you got somebody's name wrong. Fire Mike Schwartz. <laughs> Can't give a man's name right. Fire Mark Sh- fire mark schwartz fire mark schwartz uh all right so there was uh greg 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 and mike (laughs) a couple of pals just chatting it up uh okay back to what we were gonna say chandler your manler frank haith was mentioned yeah, I'll, I mean, which Your I would bold hope so. prediction is Mike Schwartz is going to hire Frank Hayden. And, he, and he said his name. But now, look, he went all the way back to his Division II coach, um, and I expected him to name just about every coach he's come yeah. across in his career. And, and, and Frank Hayden needs to be on that list because he was with Frank Hayden uh, two separate times at two separate schools in his career. Uh, the first with Miami for four years, 07 to 11. They're, they're trying to get to the, to the Elite Eight tomorrow night. Uh, for the first against, time ever. For the first time ever against Iowa State. Um, and then also, he just mentioned, he has been in Menji's before with Frank Haith at Tulsa. So, um, it's all about the U and it's all about the T. Okay. Oh, that's it? And it's all about Frank Haith being the associate head coach here at East Carolina. And if that is the case, we would have one of the top five to ten assistants in all of America. Yeah. If we could land Frank Haith as an assistant. Look, let him be here, kind of help him. Like return the favor, we, Coach, no, we you helped me in my career. You you brought me on. I want to bring you on to help me start this program here at East Carolina. We're going to try to build something different. We're doing, we're going to try to have a winning culture, and then you're probably going to be offered a job somewhere next year or in the next two years. Just we know there's no chance in heck of this happening. How do you know? How do you know? Wait, you think it could really happen? There's a, there's a chance. All right, Troy. So there's you're a saying Could you there's a chance. Could you imagine Clip Brock? Frank Haith roaming the sidelines with Michael Schwartz. Uh, if he doesn't get offered any, well, 
if he doesn't get a, he- a head coaching offer, I'm he, thinking Clip's he's going to get, volunteer to he, go to every doggone practice. He's from going here to on get out. he's going to get an assistant offer from somewhere else that pays more. So I mean, I don't know. I, I just like I like the prediction. No, that's what I was going to get to. It's a great bold prediction to throw out. If it doesn't happen, well, of course it didn't happen. Frank Hayes is going to get a a head job or another top assistant job. If it does happen, you're the only person that said it. You've been saying it for uh weeks now yeah. you're the man so it's a great this is what you do on radio and tv you throw out these bold claims if they don't happen whatever you move on mm-hmm. and if it does you're the man and you talk about how hey i predicted that that was me that was me that was me kind of like my joe burrow prediction i'm going with I like, and, that, and that has a better chance than the frank step Hayes. one's already happened they lost the super bowl to the rams Here's step one for mine. Mike Schwartz has been hired as East Carolina head coach. Step two, mention Frank Haith by name. Step to, three. To Greg Charles. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> oh, why I oughta. <laughs> All right, Shirley, uh, let's open up the booty bag for fun. Oh, okay. All right, Hold Chris. On. Yeah. <laughs> booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, booty, Sally. booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Shelby, what do we got today in the booty bag? <laughs> Give it to us, Shelby. <laughs> Shelbs. Sherry. Sherry. I get oh. that a lot. Now, we can joke about getting the names wrong with us, but don't get the names wrong of our awesome sponsors. Uh, Shirley, we had a sponsor that used to come in. Great guy. Yeah, like, great fr- guy. Friendly guy. Friendly guy. Called you Sherry for how many years? Oh, God. <laughs> Called me Sherry for years years and i kept looking at him i'm like every day sooner or later you're gonna figure out that's not my name i know but- and i'm i'm with i'm kind of i don't know if nervous is the word but i don't really like correcting people either and me neither i just kind of gloss name. over yeah, it. yeah just whatever it's fine because He's just because be i nice. would i would like for someone to extend the same courtesy to me because yeah i am really bad with names right. and unless i can associate like if uh, some sort of memorization technique i'm not going to remember your name and he took the time to say to learn your name even though it was wrong <laughs> and say correct. thank you sherry yes hey have a good day sherry <laughs> so, are you sherry berry he's, from he's, from the elevator no she's no. not elevator lady i'm not definitely not the elevator lady all right what are we giving away today sherry shrimp t- <laughs> shrimp taco lunch they're uh clapper clapper <laughs> that all you're the clapper. Clap on, clap, clap off. off. Are you That's Jason right. Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> You're the clapper. What call are we looking for? I'm going to go with caller seven. All right, caller seven, give us your fake name when you call <laughs> in, and we'll <laughs> make you a winner. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, take a timeout. Expecting the arrival of Tyler Smith, former ECU pitcher, to talk some pirate That's baseball. Taylor Smith. Taylor Swift going <laughs> to join us coming up in our next segment. We're back after this. Tay-Tay. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown & Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. 
And congratulations to Cleese Smithwick of uh, Greenville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more, plus ice cold cervezas. And Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Are you out of breath? PRL. <laughs> PRL. Ooh, <sighs> that southern accent. That one kicked in. PRL. I think Clee needs to write like a musical about his life and call it Clee. Oh, boy. Oof. I mean, what lane are you in, son? Stop disrespecting me, bro. Uh, you got like, that, don't right? Don't do that. Glee. Glee, glee. I, yes, <laughs> but you reached so hard for that, you pulled a muscle. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all right, I'm going to read this text on the air. I don't know if it's... Is it about me? If it's okay to share, but it's too funny <laughs> not to. I just got a text from Jeff Charles. Are you serious? And he said... Well, first of all, hit the end of that interview one more time real quick, Charlotte. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to pull it up now. Jeff Charles had a great interview with Mike Schwartz, and there's a lot of great stuff that came out of it. We talked about his, uh, the people that molded him into the coach he is today and his culture at Tennessee, all that. But one thing really stood out to me, and that was the very end of the interview. Do we have that, yep. Shirley? Okay, here we go. Conversations for the next few years, so we really look forward to working with you and getting your family here to the city. And uh, again, thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. All right. So, no, let's give him a break. First, first meeting. He's meeting a lot of people. That's true. Meeting a A lot lot of of names being given to him today. And Jeff Charles has a sneaky good sense of humor. I think you hear it from from time to time. But uh, he said, Jeff Charles just said, Greg Charles has a good ring to it. I'm legally changing my name. <laughs> <laughs> Greg the voice. Greg Charles. Greg the hammer Charles. Uh, so there you go. He's on board. Now, I will not call him Greg. Why not? Because as my, A, my respect level, and B, I'm kind of scared of Jeff Charles. Respect level. If he goes through the process of if changing he, if, name, okay, If he changes it legally, I will do that. But like Wednesday, when I talk to him again, and his name is still Jeff, I will not call him Greg. His name is Jeff. His name is Jeff. You hear? Are you listening, Michael? <laughs> Are you listening, Michael? Mike Schwartz, the hire. I'm liking it more and more. Although a minor setback today, calling Jeff Charles Greg. Yeah, minor setback for a major comeback though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm making my pros and cons. Michael Schwartz big board, and there are more pros than cons right now. I think there's actually a BOT meeting tomorrow about Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Steve and I go tweeting, there is a BOT meeting. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Joe Gilbert and Greg Charles will be there <laughs> to talk about Mark Schwartz. Uh, Clee, by the way, is all you, – you, uh, you added a little flair to the last name there, Shirley Smithwick. But Clee is on the all-name team here at Pirate Radio. That is correct. With I'd say Clee. I'd say Sim Hodge sim sims part of the all name team yeah as a matter of fact well when he called in that was the name he gave me cleese smithwick uh, cleese smithwick cleese cleese oh cleese ah and uh i mean you did say give an alternate name yeah yes and i started laughing and we were talking back and forth and then when we were closing up the conversation he said okay i'll talk to you later sherry (laughs) (laughs) i was like see you later cleese all right i kind of like that what's my what's my alternate name Chandler, ch- 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 
Uh, Chan- Ch- Chadler? Chad, yeah, Chadwick. Just Chad. Chad. Chan, Chad. Mm-hmm. Champ. Champ. Ch- Champler. Charles? Chad. Greg? Champ. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, well, my- I mean, Troy called you Chad for forever. So. <laughs> for three years, <laughs> the first three years I yeah, was here. Yeah, you might as well, you might as well stick to Chad. Might as well. I, after three years, I said, hey, look, buddy, it's not Chad. <laughs> not chat what do you mean i've been here for three years uh, bud what do you mean i've been now calling you now the- see the thing is is that when the client was calling me by the you know i just felt bad because you know and i didn't want to upset the client so yeah. i you know i never corrected him first time, now but if it was troy and he called me sherry i would correct him the, the first quickly. time i noticed we had a problem is i i saw troy with his boys in a restaurant here in town Went up to him and he introduced the boys oh, to me no. as Chad. He oh. said, "Hey guys, this is uh, Chad. He interns with us." And, and you're like looking behind you, like, and I had to literally go, "Boys, my name's not Chad." That is embarrassing, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's uh, that's hilarious. All right, Mike P is uh, a funny guy. <laughs> he has a quote on Facebook Live, and it says, uh, "It's a quote from Mike Schwartz." And it says, the thing I'm most impressed with are the people I've met so far in my short time at ECU. People like Greg Charles. <laughs> in Major beef to start off the career here in East Carolina <laughs> with Jeff Charles, who's probably the most likable person in the guy ECU that's been history. Around the, longest. <laughs> the guy that's been around the longest and probably the most likable person in ECU history. Yeah has beef with him and well, that's not, uh, not good by the way that was uh billy weaver and he said that we have to call chandler Chida- chabandler bong from now on chabandler bong chadandler bong chadandler bong yes. i like that it's from the it's a friend's reference so chandler, chandler was chandler bing I, where i yes. got my name from i kind of like chadandler chadandler bong that is a cool name chadandler it kind of sounds like that key and pill uh sketch where hey <laughs> aaron hey aaron he'd call you chadandler Chadandler. <laughs> that's, that's a cool name. It's I like still I have like Chad. Chandler and Dan in the middle, like Chadandler. <laughs> Steve uh, tunes into our program, but he's really missing Travis D and Ellerling. <laughs> Travis D. <laughs> Travis E. Travis D and Eller, Ellerling. 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 Oh, that's great. Ellerling. Too many Eller, Ellerling. Uh, Ellerling. Okay. Ellering. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we made that mis- we took that mistake by Mike Schwartz and ran <laughs> with it. Hey, look, we turned it into twenty minutes of our show, yeah. so you know, can't argue with that. Chad tweets in a gif. There's a gif or a gif. I call it a gif. I call it a gif. I- I've heard people call it gif. I say gif. Do you say Ryder Giles or Giles? Oh no, I, I say, say Giles. Giles. I do as well. But when it comes to, but see, do you call our intern Gene or Gene? Gene, Gene, We call him Gene. Do you, yes. Are you into that? Okay, yeah. We call him I call Gene, him Gene. Shout out to Gene Briggs, our intern. Uh, Chad has a gift that he posts that says, "My name is Jeff." Okay, I like that. <laughs> there is a there is a gift. My name for is everything. Jeff. And uh, Chad also says Chad is a great name, according to Chad. Well, as long as your name is Chad, not chandler uh, correct uh I tell you what let's take a break we'll come yeah, back because yeah. smitty has arrived we'll talk some ecu baseball with tyler smith who joins us inside the pirate radio studios more to go on a thursday edition of pirate radio live we're back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. It was a good day on the stock market as uh, the Dow was up 349 points at 34,707. The NASDAQ was ahead 269. And uh, closed out the day at 14,191. And the S&P was up 65 points at 4,520. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, welcome back to the show. Clip Brock's uh, Tyler Smith here, and Smitty is already upset. Because he was not a Pirate Radio athlete last year. It wasn't Uh-oh. available last year, Smitty. You missed out by one year, man. I missed everything. All the, <laughs> all the deals now. So. <laughs> no, nah, it is cool. And uh, and I tell you what, as you know, uh, Tyler, all you guys are great dudes. And we talked to you. We talked to, to Bridges and Colmore. But for this year's team, our Pirate Radio guys are Zach Agnos, who could talk to a brick wall, probably. Oh, yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryder Giles has a great personality. We've got to he know really him. He does, yeah. And Whirl and Mayhew, you kind of got to get them to open up, but they're pretty good, too. <laughs> Mayhew's, that guy's something else. I'll tell you what. Once you get him out of his, like, comfort zone or whatever, he's he's perfectly fine. But okay. When you first start talking to him, he he's kind of sounds like Bridgie, a little, mmm, so. But, <laughs> no, yeah, he's he's a funny dude. That has been awesome for us, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry you missed out by one year. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's yeah. good seeing him come in here, though. We'll get you a shirt. You want a shirt? Yeah, yeah I want a <laughs> All right, shirt. I'll give him a shirt. The jungle vibes. All right, we'll see if we got one for uh, for Smitty before we get out of here. So, Tyler, tell everybody uh, what you're up to these days. What are you doing in the real world now that you're not a baseball player anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's different for sure, but I'm actually working at Grover Gaming here in Greenville, North Carolina. So I've been there for probably six months now. Um, I love it. It's kind of like what Bridgie and Cam do, but they're in Norcross, Georgia. But other than that, just working, and I'm actually starting to uh, coach travel baseball oh, nice. on the weekend. So this weekend's my first tournament, so we'll see how that goes. Good deal. Who are you coaching with? Uh, the Game Time Prospects. Okay. So it's the 13-year-olds, and I think the, we start out at Snow Hill, somewhere in Snow Hill, first game on Saturday. So Sweet. We'll see how that goes. So you uh, is this something you want to get into? Is it just kind of a, something to keep you busy? Like what, you know, is coaching in your future, you think? I mean, I would like to coach. Uh, I always told myself I wanted to be a high school football coach because I love football. But, okay. I mean, once I, they asked me if I wanted to do this, obviously I said I want to because I could see myself being a like a high school coach or travel coach eventually. So, Good no, deal. I, I accepted it as soon as they asked. You play football in high school? I did. I did. Quarterback? Quarterback. Yeah. Slinging around? Were you good? A little bit, even though it was 1A baseball, uh, 1A football. Did you get any offers or anything? It was like D3. Hey, an offer is an offer. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it, though. That's good. Uh, Tyler Smith joining us. Uh, Tyler, how weird is it now? Are you kind of over it now that you're not out there playing with the guys, practicing all that? Is it strange? It it is strange, especially when I go back to the games. I feel like I get more stressed out in the stands than I did last year, just sitting in the dugout. So. Watching. Last year I knew it was that was my last year, so I could just enjoy it and have fun, and 
do a little i don't know if coach she calls it clown stuff but we did that sometimes <laughs> just to make it more enjoyable and everything so but yeah it is it is strange that's for sure it sounds like and you were uh were you the inventor the creator the founder of the birdhouse or yeah i was yeah. but they're doing their own thing i see it every once in a while but it I sounds guess. like cooch is involved in all that stuff too right like there's a there was a sledgehammer i saw a sledgehammer a hockey stick yeah i saw a pb and j sandwich getting shoved to moylan's face last night <laughs> i, <forget that laughs> I missed that one yeah all right um but no it i don't know they're all they got cowboy hats too so yeah zach agnos broke out uh the cowboy hat he claims that speaking of zach hit 93 last night came in uh in relief and pitched great and uh you mentioned it too off the air Ryder giles uh starting on wednesday yeah. two-way you they want to make it a thing here tyler and uh, that was pretty impressive from no, those guys no yeah it was especially you know what you're gonna get out of Ryder. um zach coming in there and I saw on Twitter where he hit 93, so I texted Jake, his older brother, and I was like, where did this come from? And he said he's trying to be like me, so it was funny. No, it was good seeing him. He looked really good. He looked sharp. And on that note, he's got such a uh, a fun personality, but when he gets on the mound, he kind of changes, and he even said after the game, uh, I guess I got a little bit of Jake in me, that, that bulldog yeah, mentality. Yeah, I saw him on that that punch out where he went like doing something with his arms and every little fist pump so no it was good even though it was raining and everything just to get the guys going over there with a little more energy it was it was good to see two wins in a row smitty but the, the 12 and 10 mark not where we hoped or even thought east carolina would be at this point in the season still a lot of baseball left but i don't know what's your take you think this team hits their stride conference play coming around we've seen you guys kind of roll through conference before so uh i I, mean, I, th- I think we'll be fine um once we start getting everybody i don't know um oh god i messed up on this one uh <laughs> to be honest i think we'll be fine there's yeah. a lot of people out there that don't know what goes in and out every single day and with coach godwin and coach palumbo and ak and everybody they know what's best for the team and they're going to throw out the best nine every single game so I mean, obviously, you're going to have people who doubt us, and that's how it's always been since we've been here. So we'll just continue to show, show them what ECU baseball is about and doing it the right way. So I think we'll be fine. Um, people just need to stop freaking out. Cliff Godwin hates the noise. He hates the polls. He hates all that stuff. And, you know, as an East Carolina guy, like, we seem to be better no matter the sport as the underdog. And maybe now that – the Pirates have lost a few. That that could help them out somehow in the long run. I don't know how much of that mental psychology stuff figures in, Tyler, but it does always seem like East Carolina's better as the underdog than the favorite. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah, I agree. Uh, so it was like my freshman year, we were ranked eighth, and then we didn't even make a regional tournament or anything. And then we started going back to what the culture was all about all the way up until I finished, and they're still doing it. But like you were saying we'd rather be the underdog or not ranked or anything and just sh- go out there and show them how pirate baseball blue collar the way we play and everything so how about the pitching so far uh tyler what has stood out to you and uh who are who are some of the guys that have uh stepped who are some of the guys that have stepped up and need to step up on this pitching staff <laughs> uh no cooch he's like yeah. we were talking about earlier he's been he's been really good and then sailors i mean, obviously he had the struggles the first two outings but then out of the bullpen he's been lights out he's been and awesome spivey he's yeah. he's really done a great job this year he just keep keep doing what he's doing right now and everything will be, work out um but and then you got Ryder, of course um i thought danny bill's been looking pretty good too out there Skyler, 
Um, once everybody just starts getting in a rhythm, it just takes one outing, and then like you can just scoot on from there. So it was awesome to see from an offensive side last night, Josh Moylan get going. Uh, CJ Mayhew, from a pitching standpoint, we know how good he yeah. is, and he has not been his best. But you got to think at some point we'll see the old CJ Mayhew, right? Yeah, he always he's always had that bulldog mentality too, and I feel like he's going to be fine too. Um, he just needs to go out there and continue to do his thing, and uh, I don't just like act like he's pissed off the entire time. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's he'll he'll be fine. Uh, a couple of guys that have stood up from the offensive side. We knew it going into it, Smitty. That team you had with Norby and Francisco and and Seth Cadell behind the plate. That's a lot of production to make up for. And we knew some names coming into this year. Names we didn't know, or I'll speak for myself, Jacob Jenkins Coward. Uh, we've seen quite a bit of uh, of Carter Cunningham. We knew the name Cam Clonch, but he's, he's kind of taking a bigger it, role. Yeah. And then your catchers, too, with, uh, with McChrystal. And the guys uh, that that are playing behind uh, Newton right now and playing alongside Ben Newton at, at catcher, so a few names have uh, kind of come out of the blue and look good for East Carolina. Oh yeah, JC he's looked really good. Um, also, like you're saying, you got a three mix of catchers right now, so that's good. You can put like whoever has, I guess, a better relationship or they think they catch right. the pitcher better. You can throw them in there for that game. Um, then Hoover Hoover's been playing awesome this year too. I just love watching that guy every single day he goes out there. Um, but even Starlin Starlin, I yeah. think he was injured at the beginning of the year, and he's he's looking really sharp. I saw you hit a home run last night too. And then obviously you have Amac and Bryson and everybody. So yeah, you just think uh, weather's going to heat up, get into conference play. Maybe the bats get rolling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope so. <laughs> yes. So we need it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talking to Smitty, Tyler Smith joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Shirley, we got one more. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with Smitty. Get his thoughts on what lies ahead for ECU baseball and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Back with you for a quick minute. Tyler Smith, speed round here. Smitty, uh, who do you have winning it all in your bracket? I have Arizona winning it all. How you feeling? Uh, I think Houston might upset them tonight. So I don't, I, I don't know. I had them and uh, Gonzaga in the final, uh, the you're championship good, game. So, but yeah, you're looking good. Uh, all right, Pirates got VCU this weekend, NC State, and then they'll begin conference play. One, two in a row. You think they can go on a little run yeah. here, Tyler? Hey, just taking it. It's a new season when conference starts next week. So, but we can't look forward to that. You just gotta take it one day at a time. Can't look towards if you're going to host regional go to a regional what seed you're going to be in the conference tournament so the biggest thing now is like living in the present moment and taking it one day at a time so that's 
the biggest thing I would take away from this year, especially being 12 and 10 right now. So, yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Good luck coaching. And you've already got your coach speak going right there. Yeah. yeah that was one it. day yeah. at a time. Yeah, one day at a time. Be where your feet are. Yeah. All of it. 1% better. <laughs> Smitty, thanks for joining us, man. And uh, yes, hopefully, you come hang out later in the season, talk more baseball with us. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Uh, Shirley, Chan, or Sherry, and White Chocolate. <laughs> Great show today. We'll be back with you Friday. We'll talk to former Pirate offensive lineman getting ready for Pro Day. Justin Chase will join us Friday on the show. And a whole lot more coming your way. Enjoy the hoops tonight. We'll have uh, the games on Pirate Radio. And we'll talk to you Friday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.